Once upon a time, two men decided if they were making the cut. And then they made the cut. And now JT and Aaron are talking everything from wrestling to pop culture and beyond. Because it's no holds barred. Will you back down turn and run? Or stand up with the best? It's no, no hard visual. That's we've never got it. We've never got to do that together. No, you're right. I mean, we could have. You just didn't want to. No, I wanted to. You just never cued me in. You excluded me. You could have just jumped in. I don't in. jump. I don't jump. I don't want people. Don't like me. So, like, I don't. I don't. I don't do any tricks. Presence. I just jump. I just jump. Yeah. So, from the back of a darkened car, as I was driving home from basketball the other night. My seven-year-old said this to me, and I'm wondering if you think I should be worried. He said, can I sell body parts on the internet like on the dark web? <laughs> I mean, I don't think you should be worried per se just yet because I don't think he probably has the means and ability to take a body part to put on the dark web at this right. time. Right. So you're probably fine. He did assure me. He said, "Well, look, not my body parts." Right. It was, and I'm like, clearly... "Just don't, don't take any body parts. We don't need this in our lives." Yeah. Right. No, I mean, there's really no point. But there may be a someday where he's destitute and needs the money. I guess. I mean, you got two kidneys, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't think you need both to process all liquids. No, because people give them up all the time. Yeah, all the time. Like they're nothing. They're like they're fucking pennies. They're throwing yeah, them in the street. Every day. Uh, so listen, this is our first no holds barred visual. Yeah. I'm excited about it. One. I think, <laughs> fuck. uh, I think it was good that we did a podcast together earlier this year when you visited. Yes. I feel like it prepared me to see the stupid faces you make as we record. Oh, it's all uh, scorn and derision. You're going to see mm. like 100% of the time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, I'm not used to this. So if you see me doze off or close my eyes or look this way, because it's the fantasy football playoffs, we decided to do a video podcast anyway. Um, that's all that's going on. Okay. But we're here. It, it's a, I think it's a fitting final one to do because we're here to wrap up our GWE project for 2022. We committed at the beginning of the year, if you recall, to do this every mm -hmm. month. We did 10 a month. And now we're going to do our final. Why are you doing those eyes? It's because you you commented on the faces, so I are figured I hungry, should... hungry eyes. <laughs> One look at you, and I can't disguise. Uh, hungry eyes. The <laughs> so we did this first in 2017. Yeah. Uh, we did a list of the greatest duty competitor ever. So look, there might be some new viewers. Yeah, we can say viewers now. Uh, to this, hey. so we should just recap. On the placetobenation.com, the last five years, we've done a stretch project that lasts the whole year. And uh, in 2017, was the first one. So we did the greatest duty wrestler ever. It was, everyone has to submit a list of 100. Yeah, we we gave like 100 and, uh, 120 entries. Like, it was really a uh, lot. It was more than that, even, I think. Yeah, we, we had a lot. Uh, we had a Rubik's Cube, is that what it's called, that said uh, what you should follow. Yeah, rubric. Uh, Stanley. So we had a uh, rubric that you follow. Uh, you didn't have to follow, but we recommended the following, right? It's the NJPW system. 
So N stood for nuance, which you have none of because you're staring at the ground as I'm talking to you. Uh, so that would be like, I don't know. Is that like face heal type stuff? Yeah, okay. J is jump up, so that's like big moments, uh, exciting yes. things that happen. P would be P. promo skills. Promos, yep. characters. Promos. Yep. And W? And W was worker, which I heavily leaned on last time. Yes, yes, he did. All right, so uh, what we've done now is we're doing a five-year look back. We thought it was a good time to go back and redo, resubmit those lists. Uh, a lot probably has changed. Some hasn't. You've had more years to kind of research. There have been guys that have dri- dropped, right, because we've even current guys made that we thought were on a trajectory that maybe we ranked at the time thinking they were going to uh, potentially grow, and maybe they actually regressed. And then there are folks that have had a great last five years. And then there's others that may be older that we – uh, removed because we have just watched other matches and done additional research, and maybe they dropped or, or rose. So in January, we kind of threw together an initial cut of a redone list, right? We did it in December, we recorded it in January. We've spent all year going through that list on this show once a month and discussing time. all the different entries. Uh, and that has led us to now on the doorstep of submitting this list. Uh, we are going to reveal... This is the list we're going to type into the form uh, for the final submission. So this is kind of factoring in five so years this is of the actual discussion list. And, and this year. Yeah. So this is the actual list that you and I, you're going to hand in your list. I'm going to hand in mine. And this is our final thing after t- today. No changing. This is, yeah, I plan on doing it like tomorrow, unless you really convince me otherwise or something. Can I ever really convince you of anything? Uh, well, you'll see some movement on this list, probably based on your influence. Oh, and I, I think likewise as well. I think we're gonna we're gonna we we have a solid influence on one another. Okay. All right. So this is what we're gonna do. We are going to go one by one, starting at hundred. We are going to say uh, the wrestler ranked at that point where they ranked in twenty twenty two, where they ranked in two thousand seventeen. To, to do a comparison. Uh, yeah, at I'm the not end, in 2022. Yeah. And, and at the end, we will reveal all the cuts from 2017. Who didn't end up making the list that did last? I think we should do it at the end, For right? sure. Or do you want to do it in the beginning? What do you think? I think I think it's actually probably better at the beginning. Okay. Yeah, because I guess Because most then, like, we get it out of the way. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, and and I think we can just probably just list off the guys that like who were there in 2017 that just right. you know it doesn't have to be a long thing or anything. Um, did you have a lot by the way that dropped in 2017? I had 12. See, I had 16. Yeah, all right, that's a lot. Yeah, maybe my list was just shit. Uh, no, I think you just. I mean, you even mentioned it earlier, right? Like you, uh changed the way you viewed it you leaned a lot on work rate right you saw where's the match tell me the match show me the match and now it's a little bit less of that right i think you've evolved your thinking a little bit as you've watched different stuff i mean since then you did the year that was you did the wrestler that was like so you've watched a ton of stuff uh that maybe you hadn't really dove into the first time and i think it has view changed your view of what you prefer 
to see in a, in a pro wrestler. So I think it makes sense. I also feel with this one, I, I feel much, yeah, I feel, I feel much less influenced by others on this one. I think of the last one, like, you know, you get swept up in listening to all the podcasts and all the, right. all the stuff yeah. that's going on. And so as a consequence, your list kind of ends up being similar to everybody else's. And, you know, like, it's funny because we're doing this podcast uh, to me, it's just, a, it's just an opportunity to talk about like my favorite guys and see where they go. Like, and if it convinces someone great, but it's, we're not really setting out to do that. I don't think it's more, this is just who we like, right. what it is. And with this list too, I think I was able to. I get, I got rid of the people that like didn't matter to me and that's a big deal. Yeah. I think I did some of that. A couple I got bullied out of by you. Um, so I took them out. Happy. And I, we've talked about it, right? Like when we did this list in 2017 on the place to be podcast, Scott and I had just started the reboot era. Right. So we were heavily in 85, 86, 87 when I was doing that list. Um, so you can see that influence and uh, half the guys almost that I dropped are from that era that I was probably a little hot on because I was watching a bunch of them in the moment. But then when you really think about their trajectory, yeah, I don't know if I would lean on work rate too as much, but I did think I leaned on um, just reputation as a worker, if that makes sense. Right. Like my first one I, I right. dropped uh, was number 45 last time it was terry funk i had terry funk at 45 last time oh wow so i think a lot of that was based on reputation it's terry funk like of course he's awesome but i, I probably right. didn't explore enough of his moments uh s- some of the nuance within the construct at rdf right? like he didn't really have a lot of like deep face or heel runs he didn't really have a lot of in the way of feuds um so he's not on my list this time i, I think he's probably at least conversational guy right like he did have a really hot run it's sure, a short sure. in 85 86 and then the cactus stuff too yeah he comes back uh, yeah it's not i don't think it's outlandish to have him on a list i think 45 might have been a bit high and i think you obviously agree uh but yeah and no, no and i think too, a lot of times something hits with you at that right moment and because it hits with you then it just stays special Right? right? Like some of the people I'm going to bring up on my list, we didn't even talk about, but then I'll think back and I'm like, you know what? This moment was really important for me. And that's why they're at 96 or whatever. Cause you know, that bottom 10 almost becomes a free for all of just people you want to include. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and you'll see a mix of that. There's one guy I cut that really hurt, but I just felt like he, oh. you know, probably didn't, shouldn't be there. Uh, so who was your biggest dropper? So funk for me dropped, ostensibly 55 spots because he's off the list from 45. So did you have anyone that dropped that much? Yeah, I had a guy who was around the fifties. I think he was actually number 50. I had last time and that's JBL. He he went right right off my my list. Okay. How come? Well, I mean, lots of reasons why he's off. I think the biggest one is that um, I just don't enjoy his matches at all. And I feel his impact is not substantial enough to like make a huge difference. And that title run for me ends up being kind of the 
adir of my my fandom in some respects like i never want to be i never want to watch a jbl title run again and i find it was just diminishing returns after that not that he's garbage or anything but just for me personally doesn't crack it well you had him really high for sure um for me he was lower i dropped him a bit more he's still on my list uh you know i just rewatched 0405 for WD war with marcus and i thought his work held up fine um So, you know, I, I think I think his promo ability and his moments keep him afloat the long tut of rain. And honestly, I ended up, you know, PTB, we're watching his 0809. And, like, he's actually a little bit better than I thought. One, one thing I'll say that I never thought I would mm. say about him is he's kind of selfless. Um, He, like, I know it's crazy. Not in the shower. <laughs> no, he's, well, he's a giver. You know, in, in, in the ring, he... um. He is it SummerSlam or there's one show in there where he just like completely jobs to Batista and like it's like a three minute squash. He just gets wrecked. Then he does the same for Ray in his last match at Mania. Uh, I think there's one match where Cena beats him pretty soundly. So he definitely gave back a lot in that run. Uh, he's got the match with Finley. So I think that 08, 09 is actually a little bit overlooked with him. Plus, you get the whole APA run, which I mean, there's just a ton of big moments during that. They're a main event level team in. 2000 into 01 like he's a big part of that plus right i, I like the hawk like you know he's one of chad and i's kind of low-key favorites on warzone in 96 so he's got some pretty good little matches here and there so i i like justin hawk bradshaw i I've, i always thought that was fun and i thought he was good in the role and i like the apa also and i even liked him as just plain old bradshaw i think it's the jbl character for me that just yeah. doesn't click yeah okay all right, so my next biggest dropper was the Iron Sheik. Uh, I had him Ooh. at 60, and I ended up dropping him from the list. Whoa, he rose for me. Wait, hang on. Let me let me confirm that. It's funny you mention that. And it's funny you mention that. No, I, I, I lied. He's on my list. So there's someone else I'm missing. Here, I'm going to. also on my list. I'm going to. While you're looking at that, I'm going to name off a bunch of guys. Okay, they're okay. dropped from my list. So, because otherwise we'll be here all night with them. Okay, so off my list. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say we have a lot to get through and uh, we should probably. What the hell else start. did I drop? Oh, I found him. Okay. There you go. So, look, JBL, The Miz, William Regal, Pat Patterson, Booker T, Bam Bam Bigelow, The Road Dog, who probably should have never been on there to begin <laughs> with, Rikishi, Ivan Koloff, both Dudley boys, Jimmy Uso, the Revival guys, and Larry Zabisco. Okay. Uh, so we have some some overlap for sure. So I mentioned Terry Funk. Sheik no. is on safely. He's he did not move much at all actually. Uh, Umaga was at seventy seven. He's gone. Oh, bumped him out, eh? Yeah, I don't know. Like honestly, I thought he like really had a substantial body at work but re-watching some of the like he drops off a lot quicker than you may think um that's two years right really yeah it's two years and then, if, yeah. and then jamal right he does have the all-time classic which helps and he's got the trump match but, but you could argue yeah. he's like the last piece of that right it's like really vince trump <laughs> could be anybody batista and, and whoever right not to take away from him but i mean i think anyone could have worked yeah. Uh, the Miz, I had at 78, so I also dropped him. I think it's just too much bad. Like I, I like the guy. I, I'm I'm not a Miz hater. I like that he's 
had this career after a guy that had no right to have this career. I'm happy that he married Maurice and it seems happy. He's got the reality show. Yep. I just think, I just think he has too many bland stretches in there to really be considered top 100. I probably wouldn't have him too far off hundred. Uh, Harley race. I had a 79. He's gone. No, he's probably like one Oh five. Miz. Yeah. Uh, so Harley's kind of in that funk bucket. Uh, Jacques Rougeau. I had 81. I dropped him out. Uh, Pedro Morales was the guy I just found that I had missed before. I had him at 83. He's gone. Uh, the most contentious entry in my list from last time, Marty Gennetti in 87. Uh, I removed him from the list. <laughs> that birthed our show. <laughs> I know it did. It, it did. It was the first episode that we did. It was Marty, uh, making the cut, Marty Gennetti. We were arguing online. We're like, fuck yes. it, let's talk. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, Shelton Benjamin, I dropped him from 88 off the list, which I felt bad about. I think. Yeah. I know of all these guys, I think he's the one that maybe I feel the worst about. Um, Rikishi dropped off as well for me from 94, dropped off Yokozuna from 97. Again, he probably wouldn't drop far from me, but it's just some of the, the matches just aren't there. Uh, John Morrison, I had a 98. I dropped him off. And honestly, his comeback run is kind of what led led me to reassess a little bit. Uh, I, I had a, I always liked Morrison. I've always been a fan of his, but that comeback run was just not good at all uh, it was super disappointing especially given the volume of t- nope. tv hours that exist now and like all the chances he had additionally to just come out and not do much was disappointing and then the one that really hurt me was to, yeah. to get rid of ken shamrock from 100 so he was my last one the last time oh i know okay well that's not too bad i mean i don't think there's anybody in there that's like egregious like my pat patterson drop you know but <laughs> right right yeah, Patterson um, is, is an from when the list. One, but... I, you know, I've tried and I've watched a lot. See, I'm the opposite of you. Like, I, as as you were doing it in 2017, you were watching those house shows, right? You're watching the MSGs. For this one, that's where I was. I was in the thick of those, and I so I watched a ton of Pat Patterson. I rewatched um, the boot, uh, boot camp. Yeah, rewatched the not the boot camp, the, the street fight. I rewatched yep. like alley fight. Yeah. Uh, a lot of his. That's a daily fight. I've rewatched a lot of his Intercontinental run. I watched his heel work. I watched his face work. And I just don't get it. We could talk about him, I guess. Well, I mean, so here's the yeah. thing. Like, we're, this is going to be very much like a list read uh, going forward here because we've talked about all these guys in depth. So if you want to yeah. go back and revisit on NorthSouthConnection.com, uh, like our history of the uh, every month, it may not be there yet in the backlog, but it's at least at northsouthcash.podbean.com if you subscribe. Uh, if you it. just go back monthly on No Holds Barred, we've talked about all these guys like in depth. We did 10 episodes or uh, 11 episodes just breaking down all these these wrestlers. So we're not going to like dive into the case again. I think we'll just kind of talk about nope. them. But yeah. I think if someone pops up that we didn't talk about, maybe just quickly yeah, tell us why you put them on the list. But, but aside from that, no. Because again, like we hear on that, um, I will mention that there was something a bit of contention. I list at least from from our when we we're talking about it throughout the year is ultimately I dumped the NXT um, trio of Gargano, Cole, and Champa right off the list. We had talked in depth about where they go and and why and how, and I had Gargano at like twenty eight or something, and. I had Cole not too far behind and Champa not too far behind him. But then I just kept thinking about it. And I kept thinking, like, I don't want to ever watch their matches again. Right. And because of that, 
I was like, fuck it. Why are they on my list? Yeah, so I didn't have any of them on, on my list last time. And then at the beginning of the year, you were kind of hot on them. So I'm like, all right, well, maybe I should assess all these guys. So I had like O'Reilly, Strong, Samoa yeah. Joe, Balor, Walter, Dunn, Andrade. Like All these guys were like in my, let me think about. And as we kept talking and you were changing your mind, I was like, well, that's kind of where I was. To begin with, um, I'm not saying I don't want to ever watch the matches again. I just don't know if the impact is there for me. Like, and I think this is why we debated it heavily last time was like, how do you wait NXT? Like, I know it, it's even, I guess, but not really. Like there's, there's a lot of um, just different, like it's a different presentation. It's, it's, I, I think you can factor in the big takeovers, but the, the weekly TV to me isn't as like impactful. So I do have a couple of those guys on here, but they're toward the back. Uh, the rest of them didn't make the cut. Like, mm. I don't have Gargano on, don't have Walter on, don't have Dunn, don't have O'Reilly, don't have Strong. And all of them have, like, multiple, probably five-star, four-and-a-half to five-star matches. Yeah. And, I mean, we know Walter has a couple, right? So it's like, I mean, he's probably the one maybe closest to getting back on. You know, I think we'd have to see if this IC run and rebuild continues. He gets the Mania match of Brock, and that delivers, you know, in five years if he does again. He's a guy that may jump way up, right, if he if they continue to push him. I think just to this point, that hadn't been a thing. So, all right. So, why don't we get back to it and yeah. dive right in. Uh, so, my number 100 this time is the no good, dirty Bill Goldberg. Oh, I had him at 95 five years ago, so he's uh, dropped five spots. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's had some matches since, right? And nothing really popping in those matches, right? Uh, so him him almost murdering The Undertaker is only worth five spots for you. Well, I mean, six would be the most. <laughs> He'd be off the list. <laughs> well, he could be 150, you know? Yeah, know. I don't know. Well, I, I honestly, my honorable mentions are just kind of jumbled lists. I, don't, I didn't really rank below that in order. Right. Uh, I just still like his initial run, and I'm just such a big fan of that WrestleMania 33 match with uh, Lesnar. I like the squash at Survivor Series the year before as well. Like, it's a big deal. Um, So I do like his work. I think he's a big enough star to belong there. You know, the argument would be Shamrock, but actually the guy above I have at 99 is more in peril for me to fall off for Shamrock. Right. Goldberg is. We'll talk about him in a minute, but it's uh, so funny how that works, eh? Because like it's it's like you got your hundred, and then I, I like my one hundred. So I cut a bunch of guys, I added guys. My one hundred was always the same, same right. one hundred as last time, and that's Santino Morella. Yeah, and like just because I think he's the best comedy guy ever, I explained it at length. But like there was no way he's not making that list, right? Like I cut off. But you can't Pat justify Patterson. having him higher. No, no, but he's my number. Well, maybe I'd go a bit higher depending on who's coming up. But, but yeah, like n- nobody's nobody. He will never come off this list, even if I have to cut someone who I think is better than him. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. My 99 is the guy who I think I could cut if I wanted to for Shamrock. And I may still, I didn't submit the list yet. Uh, that's, you got to be Kane. Oh, you're going to cut Kane? <laughs> I had him at 96. I just. Fuck. I mean, the more I watch him, the more like bored I am. But I think the problem is I'm not really watching his early stuff on anything just yeah. right now. And that's his best stuff, I think. Like as far as a character and engagement, his matches may get better later. But when I see him, do they? I don't know. Watching it for like PTB in, in 08 and 09, I like groan when he comes out. We're in 1415 for war. 
he, I mean, no, 15, 16. Uh, that's the and, worst. Oh, he's on every, he ruins everything. The stupid um, corporate Kane. He's, a, it, everyone shits on Rollins. I, I think like Kane being an albatross for him did not help him at all during that run. Like he's dragging down every friggin' match. Yeah. And then just lump in all this bullshit now. The fucking mayor stuff. The rape of the dead girl. Yeah. It's just like, you know, which sucks because he is uh, the only reason he's still even on here is because of the impact he had early on and like what that yeah. all meant and how great that debut was and his initial feud with Undertaker. Like, and he does have some good, mo- a lot of good moments and match some matches. So it's like he's Kane. He probably is in the top hundred. You also get Isaac Yankum. So that's that and fake Diesel and fake Diesel. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I there may be a minute when I go to submit that list whenever it is in the next week. That I just say fuck it, I'm, I'm, and I put Ken Shamrock in at 99 over him. No one's gonna lose any sleep over Kane not being there. Yeah. Uh, my 99 is someone we didn't talk about, and I, I, I feel the more I thought about it, the more I had to put him on, and that's Zack Ryder. Mm. I thought, you know, this guy's got some major influence. Um, I think he really changed the business in a lot of ways. That he was really the, I mean, maybe, maybe they would have gotten there anyway. They probably would have gotten there anyway. Right. But I feel he's really the canary in the coal mine for all the internet stuff. Yeah. Um, the YouTube show. It was such a big deal. And on top of all that, there's like a six or eight month stretch where he's legitimately one of the most over guys in the company. Yeah. So when he wins that U.S. title from Ziggler, it's huge. And then they immediately bury him. Kane, oddly enough, Kane destroys him. Again. Yeah. Well, Cena fucks his girlfriend and then Kane murders oh, him. Oh, I'm thinking the second time he won when he wins the WrestleMania 32 match. But yeah, the first time. That too. Yeah, uh, Cena, Cena and Kane just completely wreck him. Uh, for no it's – like, it's like they saw him getting over on his own and like, you know, we want you to grab the brass ring. And then like, no, fuck it. He actually grabbed it. Get him, yeah. the fuck, get him out of here. Uh, so yeah, that's why I have him there. I think he's an okay wrestler, decent promo, I guess, but it's for the influence and it's for that little short little window. Yep. All right. So, uh, my 98 is the guy who's 99. So he just moved up. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, he moved up one this time and that is Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Ho, ho, ho. All right. Uh, my 98 um, is something we didn't talk about again. And I think there's a legitimate, a good a legitimate reason to have her on a list. And that is Sable. Roar. Roar. I just think that there's a period, again, remember I, I kind of mentioned off the top these little windows. I'd say for like a good year, she's like the number two face in the company. Yeah. And it's during the hottest time. So, and, and it's not like she was uh, a passenger. Like she was carrying her own storylines. There was mm-hmm. interesting stuff going on. She broke the mold for divas, uh, started the Playboy stuff, which I mean became a huge thing for the company. And then when she had to have matches, at least at first in the mixed tags, kind of over delivered. Yeah, oh, on, yeah, on a lot definitely. of those. And I mean, or, you know, like her women's title run was what it was. I didn't mind the heel character. I thought it was a, a decent shift for her. So it's kind of lightning in a bottle, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but but for the time that that lightning like was in the sky, it was it was important lightning, and I got to stop talking about lightning <laughs> and, thunder. and thunder. I think it was. I think it's a fine choice. I, I don't. I don't have her on my list. Um, I didn't really consider her, but I mean, it's hard to argue, right? Top, like you said, maybe top three or four hottest star during the biggest period in history. Like, what would the comp be? 
in like the rock and wrestling era? Beefcake. <laughs> I was a little bit earlier, like the real boom, like 85, 86. Who, so who's like the, I mean, there's no real female that, I mean, you could say like Wendy Richter, but she wasn't but really around. No. Yeah, and maybe. it wasn't the same. Like Sable had this yeah. like raw energy, right? Um, Snuka, I mean, well, he was kind of fading by that point. I mean, JYD. Yeah. JYD maybe. Yeah. All right. My 97 dropped quite a bit, dropped 22 spots Ooh, out of a 75. But again, he was a victim of circumstance. He was Bill 80. Axe. Oh. So I had him kind of high. I mean, he's the only member of Demolition to make my list of all three, only because he also has the machines and the mass superstar stuff on top of it. He's Talking a pretty big star as mass superstar. I mean, Demolition was huge. The biggest tag team, again, during like one of the hottest stretches. Main event level. You could argue, were they the first of the modern rock and wrestling era? Like the first main event level tag team that they had? Yeah. I mean, I think you had like Backland and who the fuck did I remember he teamed with Yeah, but I don't mean like superpowers coming yeah. together. I mean like legit yep. team. Yeah. Like they're a tag team. They're not two champions teaming. They're just like a tag team and they build themselves all the way to main event. Like we'd have a bunch later, like Edge and Christian and the Hardys and the Dudleys and those guys, like yeah. right where they'd be in the matches with The Rock and Triple H and shit. Um, but Demolition really kind of the first, I felt like that really fell at that, at that Hogan level. Like, oh yeah. You know? Like, I mean, when he come out, it's so funny that Survivor Series, it's Demolition, Jake, and Hogan. And I feel mm-hmm. like Hogan gets the let, like the smallest pop of any of them. Yeah, I mean, Demolition, in that, WrestleMania 5 to WrestleMania 6, they may be the most over tag team ever. in company history. Like, that one year, I don't know who out popped them ever in WWF. Maybe, maybe the Outlaws. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But even then, it wasn't the same. Like, Outlaws weren't universally loved. And Outlaws had the cr- – I, I say it's a crutch, but it was brilliant in a lot of ways. They had the crutch of that intro. And DX. Are they yeah. as over if they're not with DX in the name? Like, No. I mean, they were getting over before that, but and, and Demolition got over on their own. They didn't – they forced the face turn. They weren't oh. buddies with Hogan and got over because of that. I mean, they were just on their own out there. I mean, those pops oh. at WrestleMania 5, WrestleMania 6 are like – huge two of the biggest ever that's so. the um that's the uh, competent stewardship of master fuji i believe you're referring yeah, to probably not so anyway i think Edie deserves to be on here i don't have darso uh, i mean i liked smash better as a kid but i think as the more you watch those matches as oh, yeah. the guy guiding it yeah plus darso also gets it's got the repo man shit in there uh and, and like i said Edie has the machines which was a big time angle yep and the mass superstar stuff and the better face paint. I always like the Axe face paint. The silver. I don't know why. I just love it. I think as a kid, uh, I like Smash better because Axe just looked old to me. So I, I felt like he was like an old man. Well, you know, but Smash was the energy. Ah, we're going to go get him. And uh, yeah. Axe was more like, all right, listen. He was very uh, right. methodical and to the point. Yeah. Uh, my 97, we kind of talked about her. But the more I thought, the more the list can't exist without her. And that's China. Yeah. Yep. So my saving, I have her, but you want me to wait till I get there? Otherwise, we're doing yeah, sure. I've been okay. doing that with your guys too. So okay, all right, China. All right, uh, my ninety-six is someone who wasn't on my list last time, Ooh. and I really liked him. Watching all the PTB stuff of like eighty-five, eighty-six, eighty-seven, I actually think he's underrated, and that's the mighty Hercules. Uh, I really like. I really like. Uh, 
plus Power and Glory is like one of my favorite tag teams. Yep. I I think he's actually a pretty good heel. I think it's his face run that's kind of bland because I just don't think he's that great at selling. Um, yeah. But his offense is kind of underrated as a heel. Like he actually his does punch, a good job. His punches are awesome. Yeah, Great he's got some punches. good matches with Billy Jack Haynes, like at house shows and stuff. That like you wouldn't. I mean, WrestleMania three is fine, but their better stuff was actually in the house shows. His match with Hogan on Science Man event, I like. Good. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's just got some. I don't know. Whenever he pop up, I'd be, I dig at him. And all those house shows, he had like a bunch of those longer house show matches. Yeah. Um. I mean, by the end, he's kind of bloated and tired, but he also has the. The insanity with Sid at that MSG in early '92, where he just like right. gets mad and no sells everything, and is like a wicked asshole. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. This was like a vanity pick guy, but I just I the more I watch him, like this dude is good. He was a worker. It's a vanity list, my friend. That's yeah. all you need to think of. I, I quick. Uh, so I'm I'm watching WCW 1991-92, uh, and the Super Invader comes out. I think I told yeah. you this, oh, but I was like, I was like, huh? I didn't want to look up who it was. I'm like, I wonder, I wonder if I can tell who it is just by how he moves and wrestles. Oh yeah. And within two seconds, oh, it's Hercules. Yep. It didn't even just his punches and the way he shuffled, like perfect. Yeah. Um, he's not on mine, but I mean, I think part of the problem is I kind of stopped the MSGs around '86, right? And so I think if I watched more, he'd probably sneak out. Uh, my 96 is someone who I thought didn't make, again, didn't make my list last time. I thought this was a person I'd never include on my list, but then I figured the more I thought about it, the more he should be there. And that's Shane McMahon. Ooh, here comes the money. Money, 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 dollar, dollar. Ching, ching, bling, bling. <laughs> All right. So why is he on? Um, too many good matches. Um, I, I hate, I think I pretty much hate everything 2016 from that return on i really dislike most of uh, almost all of it the the greatest wrestler in the world bullshit the fight oh, with yeah. him is I, I all of that was just i mean i was recently watching the 2022 royal rumble and i forgot he was in it and that was the whole and it was the last stand like yeah. isn't that when he got fired after that yeah and he came out i was like holy shit and then he like he's throwing out like legitimate wrestlers oh yeah so. that was like the last straw i would because it's funny because i feel like shane was always the fan favorite of the mcmahon's like right. everyone was excited when he would show up and oh shane's gonna run the company someday and he gets it and then yeah that last run really like soured everyone on him between yeah. the best of the world stuff and that I was like all right this guy went up the fucking deep end it's like becoming it, his dad it soured his father on him right yeah, uh, even Vince was like, oh, "This sucks." That's enough. Um, but, but, but I will say that his initial run, I would say from '99 to at least 2002, is really good. Like whenever he shows up, he's in good to great matches. Yeah, I think the match with Kurt Angle is an all timer at King of the Ring. He's a decent character on the show. I like when he ends up representing like Benoit and that little mm -hmm. faction. So I think he's got enough good to make it, but for me, he doesn't get higher than 96. I think he's a low-key shitty promo. I think he's shitty the worst what? promo. Oh, yeah, he's not good. He's no good. I mean, if you take Linda out of the mix, I mean, she's barely Linda. is barely on. So if you just have yeah. a Vince, Shane, and Stephanie, like to me, he's easily the worst talker. I think he's yeah. probably the worst character. Um, what is his character? He's just a, a rich asshole? Guy that wears baseball shirts. And dances. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, which, he's got great matches. He's got great moments. Like, WrestleMania 17 is awesome. So, yeah, I, I was always a Shane fan. I think if he never came back, 
the taker match is a bad one i mean that's it's that so really drags bad. things down and so it I, kills I think... that show that show is like right. it's not horrible until then and that hits and then everything after is garbage yeah i think if he never comes back uh whenever it is that he left to go do sneakers in China and all that. Like if he just, yeah. whatever it was he was doing, uh, if he just never comes back, I think maybe he's got a better case. I just think this last run, or if he leaves after Roman destroys his brain with that spear, oh, Orton has to console his children. Yeah, it was bad. Like that should have been it. If that's yeah. it, maybe we're okay. But even that would still include the cell. So oh, yeah, with, uh... all right, my 95 is, I think it's the biggest drop of anyone who, is still on the list. All right. All right. It's uh Ooh. William Regal. Uh so I had him at 46 last time. Yeah. And he's at 95 this time. I think this is one where you definitely influenced me like to really think about what he brings to the table and I think he's one of the ones like a Harley, like a Funk where I really based it on well you just know he's a good worker, right? Like a reputation. Yeah. Uh, and then when you really start to break down the moments and just you start to really think like every time he was about to really get going, he'd get derailed. Yep. So it's like, you know, what what was it? Right. Yeah. And it's like at the end of the day, it's in the end for me, the list has to be about what you accomplished, not what your potential is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think I, that's what I was trying to say before. I think in 17, I think I relied too much on that p- potential. Um, right. like, or not just pretend, just knowing, like, you know, you can see it literally throw on my list at that point, right? Like all those guys that were high that, like, that we've argued about, right? Like a Valentine Martel, like all those guys, like you just know are good workers. Yeah. But where's the resume and construct to this list? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And well, and that's why he's off my list. Like he's probably in the next 10, I would say. Right. I, I love William Regal, but it's just not there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you my 95 and 94 back to back because they're on for similar reasons that you're going to hate. Uh, <laughs> 95 is Gorilla Monsoon, 94 is Jesse Ventura. Um, I don't hate it. I mean, I started this trend with managers. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we've had this argument, how I feel like managers are different than announcers. But I think in 17, we would have banned you from doing this, but we kind of opened it up a bit more now. But Yeah, I just, you know, Jesse was never a great wrestler, at least in terms of the matches I've seen. But I didn't hate him either. He was fine. Decent character in ring. Gorilla too. I, I enjoyed the matches I've seen, but yeah, it's all in their commentary. And I figure in the back 10, like, I just can't, there is nothing more comforting to me than hearing their voices like on right. like a Saturday morning or, you know, or a Sunday night. Like I, I there's just something so special about that time period and mm-hmm. I needed them represented for it. Yeah. I, I, this is not how I approached it, but like, I mean, if I really thought about it, they'd be way more warranting of a spot than like Kane and Bill Eadie probably for sure. Um, when you look at the importance, I just think if you open that floodgate for me, you know, I'd probably have to include, well, I mean, I guess Vince and Bobby are already there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who else would come like Jim Ross, I, maybe uh, not the, I mean, I would say but... that, but maybe, I mean, Taz, uh, maybe, Maybe yeah. Taz at least gets in the conversation at the back end. For me, the argument would be, I think Gorilla and Jesse would be like, if you're really opening it up and you're saying influence and all this other shit and not oh, really should... worrying about wrestler versus this, they may be like top 15 for me. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how right. important they were. So I feel like once you open that floodgate, uh, you know, and Bobby would probably go way up too. Like I have him pretty yeah. high as it is, but he'd probably be even higher in that case. Yeah. I guess it just depends on, <sighs> 
like for me anyway, the list still isn't about just what entertains me the most. Right. Like, and if it was, they'd be higher, but it's not, there's a, there's a, there's a multitude of things that are going into it. So that's why they're, but I, I definitely see the argument that, yeah, they probably, in terms of my personal enjoyment, they're, they're probably like in top 10. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. So that's uh, what my 94 I got to do. Yeah. All right. So uh, for 94, I had earthquake. He dropped 22 spots from 72. I think he's just there still. I mean, the, the run in 90 is such a big deal. Like, and he's, he's such a good worker. He's so over as a heel. He's got the really good matches with Hogan. Um, I know your feelings in natural disasters, but they were still like a pretty big force for me watching as a kid. Um, they were big. They were big boss. Boy, is he big. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I just, you know, again, back end, I think he was probably a little too high last time, but in rewatching his 1991, he still gets some really good stuff. Jake too. He's got a really good couple of Hasha matches with Jake in 91. He squashed a snake. He's got a bunch of moments. He killed uh, a snake there. Yeah, just the, the killing Hogan on the brother show. was like a massive moment, especially for me. That's like the first big angle I saw as a kid. So that resonates heavily with me. And he ran out and beat up Adam bomb. He, uh, he did. He, he also, had, he also had the sumo match, which is like a pretty memorable match. Oh yeah. That's on right. Raw. Yeah, and and even we're doing the Rumble podcast. Like I, I like his run in '93 where he yeah, shows yep. up and goes toe to toe. Um, okay, my '93, uh, someone who dropped all the way from number 57, so uh, nearly 40 points, and that is the Big Show. Oh, okay. I thought after talking to Marcus one day, I thought about dumping him off the list altogether, um, but I can't in good conscience. I do think there is a bit too much good on that bone, right? Okay probably the most misused guy in company history yeah i would say so i have him he's still kind of higher for me he definitely dropped but i still i have him up from here uh one guy that did drop for me is number 93 he dropped away from 56 Ooh. 37 spots and it's that's the same mark, it's like it's exactly the same yeah mark <laughs> henry for me uh, uh okay i think he still warrants a spot but i just re-watching these different areas like I'm like, oh, this is the run. Oh no, okay. So yeah, like it's almost like those the glimmers of the run are much smaller than you think about during the time. Yeah, it's just his peaks are actually pretty high, <laughs> which we wouldn't think. Um, but and he ended up being a pretty good talker. He's got some good storyline stuff. He's got some decent matches. So I think I think he's got enough volume to get into the back end here. I definitely overrated him. Yeah, you know, we always joke about the will factor. I think the will factor played a big role last time. He rated him ahead of Hulk Hogan. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, I think he really liked him. Um, yeah, I got him a, a bit higher, but yeah, he's well, he's kind of low key bad. He's got a lot of bad. I'm not going to call him bad, but I think he he does have bad. Stuff. Oh yeah, no, I, again, no one's saying anything bad about Mark Henry. <laughs> now that you can see my face saying it, hopefully you'll believe it. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. Uh, my ninety two, um, someone I I don't feel you're giving enough respect to. Because he needs to be on the list, and that is the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock. Uh, I know. I'm gonna put him in over Kane. Fuck it's too Kane. much. It's too, yeah, fuck Kane. It's what like it's too much influence. The influence on him is crazy. It's right. a special couple years. He's so totally unique, totally different character. Like I don't think he needs to be high, but the WWE WWF is completely different if he's not there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um... And he's always been one of my personal favorites. I think it's bullshit. So I think I gotta get rid of Kane. Kane's gotta go. 
Where did Big Show? Uh, I, I think Big Show's got more highs than Kane. I think. I mean, look, there, there's the Mayweather match. Yeah, there's that alone. Few, yeah, but Kane's got the feud with the Undertaker. Like, does Big Show have a feud that's even close to that? Mm. Even in the stratosphere. There's so much bad Undertaker Kane though that comes from it. Well, the 2010 <laughs> is uh, oh particular. 10, but even the uh, end of 98, like some of that stuff is pretty rough. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, I mean Kane does have the X Pac stuff. I don't know. It's tough, eh? Narrowing it down to 100. Bill Eady may just be the one that goes. Sorry, <laughs> spent 10 minutes stumping for him. Uh, yeah. Our producer Tim's got a good point. He said, "Did not yeah. take her ever drag Kane off the back of a casket?" I don't it's think true. so. It's true. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Big show. <laughs> well, that's why Big Boss fans love us. We'll get to him. Yeah, uh, yeah, all right, yeah. my ninety-two was a big dropper. Not a surprise, I think, because we talked about this when we did the episode. Uh, he dropped twenty-three spots down to uh, John from Cena. sixty-nine to ninety-two. <laughs> not that far yet. Uh, and that is Booker T. Yeah, I see. This yeah, one yeah. hurt. Uh, I, I love Booker, but I don't. Uh, he just. His peak is WCW. Like, it just is. And it yeah. is, his ZDF peak is a one. And then after that, I, I just, it's not there. Like, that Cena feud is so disappointing. His 04, Marcus and I had him in conversation. I forget if he ended up making our bottom five for, nine, for 04, 05. Like, that's how consistently shitty he was right. during that season. And the ones before that aren't much better. He's got the little bounce back in early 03 before Triple H buries him and that segment is as bad as you remember it being on raw uh because <laughs> yeah. i had that episode of ruthless aggressive podcast i mean that's right I heard you talking it, about it oh my god it was as bad as you recall like he just shits it, it's awful um that's worse than the match like everyone talks about the match and the pedigree that promo is like an all-time bad triple h thing so i he, he's just got nothing else like yeah i mean he's got king booker that's it even that though the matches kind of suck like it's terrible you know, you talk about JBL. Like, I think King Booker's matches are worse than JBL's during his title reign. Yeah, like, and his title just think, and his title reign's not long. No, it's not that long. Yeah, um, it's a, it's a good character. I, I, I think maybe even... he's one of those guys that maybe benefits from like the TV, like just seeing him on TV every week as a character was probably fun. Right. But his big matches didn't deliver. So I just he's on because he's Booker and and he's really good. No one into early O two, like when he first shows up. I like the feud with the rock and all that team with gold dust. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the gold dust team. Yeah. I mean, that's a big one too. Yeah. I mean, look, he was in the seventies for me last time and he's off my list. Cause I just, at, when I rewatch stuff now, when I, when I see him pop up, I'm never excited. It's always like, right. oh, okay, we're getting WWF gold uh, Booker T. Which yeah. again, I don't blame him for, he was getting older. It's just, it wasn't there anymore for whatever reason. No, his peak is like 90, 97 to 01. That's that's his best years. Yeah. You know, I think we're getting to it on Warzone, me and Chad. Like, I think we're going to start to really... You can already see it a little bit in the Harlem Heat matches where he's, like, breaking out a little, little by little. I think in 97 is where he really takes that leap, and he start. you can start to see more and more, like, it's, he's putting it together. You know, I would actually compare him a little bit to Batista in... And mm. I know it's a weird comparison, but the reason being is that he was able... And this wasn't as true in WWF, but he was able to add that little snap to his movements yeah. and his moves. And he made everything look super fucking cool. And that just kind of stopped existing in WWF. Right. All right. Well, after all that shit talk of Booker T, 
Uh, my 91 is the junkyard dog, <laughs> um, which probably sounds crazy, but I just feel that this dude was so fucking over, yeah. uh, again, during like a crazy hot period, um, easy number two face behind Hogan. Right. And I would say number two face behind Hogan is a sable of his era. Some would say, some would say, uh, I mean, his tits were bigger at that point, <laughs> By the end. um, yeah. But I mean, moreover than Andre the Giant at points, you know, like it, it, it really is kind of crazy. Um, I think he's probably a bit of a trailblazer too. Um, I, I, you know, I when I watch his matches, I almost don't care that they're not classics. Like he's fighting; he's just out there fighting. So, I the more I watch those house shows, the more I thought oh, I should find a place for him, and then I did. I think he is someone that while he has a short run, it was too long for me to really put him on here like because that last year plus is pretty bad like right i think if he leaves at wrestlemania three that's probably being generous i, I think if he sticks around at three and then leaves i think that last year is just rough to watch down the stretch he's got one i i have to look at at, at it i think msg he's got one of the worst msg matches we watched like it was just ter- i can't think of who it is off the top of my head but it was pretty mm-hmm. terrible um and I get it. Like he's super over. And I think you have to just discount, which is funny. We're having this discussion. Cause again, I think you were so gung ho on it five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to discount the work part of it, right? And just check yeah. out during that era and say, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. The matches weren't there, but it's the atmosphere and how over he is. So I'd probably have him in the first 10 to 15 out. Yeah. That's fair. Um, but not in. All right. My 91 is I'm going to do him a 90 together. Cause they weren't on my list last time. We talked about it a minute ago. It's Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole. Uh, uh, I yeah. picked the two of them to represent the NXT crew. I think so, they had the best matches. So no Gargano? I don't have Gargano. Oh, interesting. But he's like the worst of that shit to me. I know. But, yeah. So, he's the but best, I, but the worst. Like, it's weird. So, like, I prefer watching, you know, we, we know, we've talked about it, right? My NXT of that era is limited. Uh, Marcus and I did. 1819. So I got to watch a bunch, and that was like peak kind of not DIY as a team, but of their feud. I just found Ciampa to be way more engaging in that feud. Um, I think his character is better. His match with Velveteen Dream is great. And like he's just such a driving piece of that. Uh, I think he's his main roster stuff has been better than Algano. Both have been limited, but I think in his limited presentation when Triple H took over, I thought Ciampa had some fun matches like a Raw and stuff. and his being the bodyguard for the Miz was kind of, you know, actually worked better than you would expect. Gargano hasn't really done much since he showed up. No. Um, and then I think Cole, you know, undisputed era is like the, the biggest group of that, of NXT. And he's the leader yeah. of it. Uh, I think he had the most star potential. I think if he would have stuck around a little longer and made it to the triple H era and stayed healthy, I think he would have got a massive push. Um, you know, the baby, uh, in the theme is like the outlaws of this generation. Right. And plus right. he's got the matches on top of it. So, as, the, as the, I kind of picked him as the of the undisputed era team, I picked him to represent it on my list, and I picked Champa to represent kind of the Gargano esque type stuff. I think that's fair. Uh, I mean, look, in the end, I ended up cutting all of them: Roderick Strong, Kyle right. O'Reilly. They're all gone. Uh, oh, it's not that oh, I don't like oh, them. O'Reilly. Yeah. It's not that I don't like them, but I just again, like I mentioned, like I just struggle to go back and watch. Right. Uh, my my number ninety is. Uh, a new guy to my list. He wasn't on in 2017. And that is Xavier Woods. Mm. 
wanted to give him the props for the new day. I think his work is pretty good. I like his run as the king so far. Um, I think he ends up being a pretty important guy because the new day is a big deal and he is a driving force of that team. I have him at 89. There you go. Uh, I agree with you. I'll tell you, he is a hoot in 15, 16. Yeah. Uh, playing the, uh, he's, I would argue, I think he is the driving force for New Day making the leap in 15. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100. If it's just Kofi and Big E, I, I don't know if they get there as good as they are. It's Xavier at ringside playing the trombone. Uh, it, he's basically Jimmy Hart. I mean, he's like in the micro, megaphone, he's yelling into the camera, he's popping in on commentary. Uh, he's a lot of fun in that role. So I think he's really the driving force of them getting over. So he absolutely deserves to be on this list. And New Day, I mean, you and I had them as a top whatever, right, yeah. to top three team. So, But you can make an argument they're number one. Correct. And it's so. a completely valid argument. Well, and it's funny because then I have Big E at 88. So, like, <laughs> uh, so you could argue for the number one tag team of all time, two of the guys are bottom – 12 of the top 100 is that too low but a big e to me like he's one of those guys i think last time i had him uh i had him at 90 so it's the same but i i expected him to be and if you were to me five years from 17 i would say okay this guy is going to make the yeah. leap his title reign didn't really get over and i don't know if it's his fault or not but maybe they waited too long I, I don't know um but it just didn't resonate and I, I and then he got hurt so yeah five years from now i expect him maybe to go back up and this feels it feels low but i don't think he's warranted more to, to move up no i have biggie at 84 okay so i moved him up five slots from uh oh sorry not even five slots uh yeah five slots from the uh 2017 but it's funny eh because like we're talking about how like th two of the three new day are like bottom 12 or bottom 14 or whatever it is but I find Kofi is the least important part of the New Day, and he is way higher on both of our lists. I think he's just got more other stuff outside of yes. New Day. Big E, his his stuff outside of New Day is very limited. Xavier's like yeah. none. Whereas Kofi well, he did a lot of this. He did a lot of this with the chalk. Right. Yes. Yes. Big E did. Yeah. Like uh, James. The thing with Kofi is he's got a whole upper mid card run littered yeah. with big time rumble spots, big time money in the bank spots. Like, I mean, he's, he's got a whole thing. We'll talk about and then a main, And then a main event run. And a world title run, yes, yeah. with with a major WrestleMania moment. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think he, you know. All right, so where are we at? Who's your... My 89. Yeah. My you 80... do your 88 as well. Okay, well, my 89, uh, moving up two spots, is Umaga. Oh, okay. Um, I'm giving credit for that... that mm -hmm. um, that Cena match, uh, I I quite like his debut in the day way he does. I just like I like watching yeah. him work. I like watching him work. I wish there was more, and I find even when he's bad, or it's not, it's never bad. He's just good. Right. So, but I can't put him any higher. And eighty eight, someone you mentioned earlier, and that is Goldberg. Mm. So I, for me, he wasn't ranked in my last list. I think he was like one hundred one, if I'm not mistaken. But you know, the more I thought about it, like I, I really love that 2016 to 2017 mm -hmm. run. Yeah, it's great. Um, except for him beating Kevin Owens, which is fucking stupid. But um, it's a bit It's a weird thing with him coming back because I remember he came back and destroyed Dolph Ziggler, and I was like, yeah. oh, that that's fun. And then he destroyed the Undertaker's career almost, right? So <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like you said, all the reasons you said Goldberg's there. I also think his debut is a low key like all-time great moment in company history. on raw yeah yeah with the rock uh tim producer tim you had said a couple weeks ago that you were gonna 
watch his match at WrestleMania 33 because I was hyping it up. Did you get to watch it? Yes, sir. What did you think? Five stars, my man. Okay. Five stars. Shit. I, that's one of my favorite. I was at that Mania live, and that's one of my favorite live. Ma- I've seen some legit five star matches, and that was right. one of my favorite matches live. And I think a big part of it, and I saw their other one live too, WrestleMania twenty. Um, I think a lot of it was the anticipation from that was so it was like, oh god, this is gonna suck. They did the Squatch the Survivor Series, and it ended up just being balled out. Like I. I love that match so much. And it turned me on to like really be more into that was like a game changer for me as a fan, like way more into big Haas guys throwing down. I don't need a long match. Give me 10 minutes. And there's two guys beating the shit out of each other. Like that really turned me as a fan and what I'm into. And that match is what started it. And like seeing it live was awesome. When Brock jumps that spear, oh, it's just like so good. So that's, what, that, that's where he hits the barricade, right? Yeah, yes. Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah, no, it's awesome. No, yeah, super fun great. match. Yeah. That's a that's a underrated mania. I think it's hurt by the main event. Yeah. Like a lot of the manias of that era. Yeah, and triple H Rollins. <laughs> triple H and main events. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. Uh, all right. So where are we at? Did you, you did your eighty-eight or no? It yeah. Goldberg. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and just to clarify, I didn't have Woods ranked last time, so he he came in. Okay. All right. Last time uh, this guy was seventy-four. He's at eighty-seven for me now. Is Dynamite Kid? Ah. Uh, I think the volume. I mean, his influence is there. He's got. Uh, obviously, he's an awesome worker, but I just, I just like the. It doesn't pile up for me when you start to look at compiling. Yeah. But I couldn't take him off. I mean, he's he's so great. Yeah, I guess I just don't. I think he's good. I think he's great. He's a great worker. He reminds me of William Regal. It, yeah. I find it very similar. Except he's got the a influence to... is higher for me. Is the it in, though? Like, is yeah. It, like I do. who does he who does he influence? Chris Benoit. You're okay with that influence? <laughs> As a worker, yeah. Oi, oi, Chris, make sure you lock the dogs out of the house. Make sure you murder them all if you're going to take any of them out. And then kill your fucking self. No one else was doing the shit he was doing in the WF. And oh, you I see agree. that when I you agree. watch that era. So, I mean, he stands out as like, all right, maybe he didn't directly influence Rey Mysterio. But to me, he's like a Rey Mysterio type guy. When we're watching 96 ECW or WCW, you're like, oh, shit. Like, this guy's doing stuff we haven't seen that's on yeah, TV yeah. right now. To me, that was Dynamite in the WF in 85, 86. Like, He's flying around. He's doing crazy stuff. I mean, and he does have the WrestleMania two match, right? Like, I mean, that's that's a great match that he's got on his resume. He's got the title win. He's Ozzy Osbourne and all that. Like, he's he's got moments. His peak is just very brief. He's great at the wrestling classic as well. Yeah. Match with Savage and all that. So, I yeah, I I, I can't. I, I don't. I wouldn't fight you having him on. I, I think well, when I was gonna. watching those, no, Daniel will fucking fight. Fight. Uh-huh. Um, um, I would say that of all the things I watched in the MSG, though, and this might sound a bit blasphemous, what I was most let down by was the Heart Foundation tag work and the Bulldog tag mm. work. And not that I thought it was bad. I, I thought it was very good. In, in some instances, great. I was just expecting more. Yeah. All right. My 87, not ranked last time. <laughs> Interesting contrast to Dynamite Kid. Uh, late arrival. We didn't talk about him either. And that is uh, Billy Gunn. We did talk about him. Uh, was it the Rumble? We did a whole thing on him as a theme music. Yes, but that was the Rumble. It wasn't on this. We didn't talk about him on this. He's I not on my thought... list, but I'm not against it. 
Yeah. He's good. He's like, I, I think he's a bit of an underrated worker. You know what like, Jack Campbell will tell you? What? Bart's better. <laughs> it's possible. Look, Bart fought Butterbean. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I just, I think his tag work is really good. I think his singles work is actually good too. It's just, I, he, he might be a guy who just is a, a victim of horrible circumstance. Like when they're trying to push him, they're also pushing Triple H at the same time. They're, same hair. They're, the Rock, same hair. You know, like I mean, he punches with his wrists. You know, he's a rodeo dude. This is a lot. There's a lot for and against. But the more I think about it, like I think in general, I really liked his work. In '99, I was like really on board with him being the King of the Ring. Until you should I just rewatch '96 Raw and the Smoking Guns run, <laughs> and you you may drop him back off the it's list. It's possible. Well, it's funny is that when you watch, I haven't watched a lot. I watched it at the time, but when you just watch the pay per views, the Smoking Guns to me seem like a really good team. The week to week. I mean, yeah, they've they're. I I felt the same way, but watching the ninety five, ninety six week to week, they've dropped in my eyes because they and I know they don't have a ton to work with, but they don't raise anybody up, and right. their stuff is is boring. Uh, I'm actually with Chad. I, I find Bart to be more engaging. <laughs> in ninety six, Billy's actually super annoying with all the sunny stuff oh, and yeah. all that. Uh, I mean, obviously he has the bigger career later. I mean, whatever. Yeah. For me, the smoking guns just seem like chapter one of his career and yeah. it just goes up from there. And I don't know, badass Billy oh. Gunn was always a cool name. Does the, the outlaws are a big he's deal. fine for the back end. I don't think he's any different than a Hercules and a Regal. I mean, whatever the fuck. I mean, this this bottom 15 is like kind of that's it. Yeah. It's all like, hey, what are we doing here? All right. Well, here's a guy that only dropped two spots last time for me. Uh, I'm guessing he's lower than you have him, but that is the honky tonk man. Oh yeah, I got him way higher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. He's got a brief little run, but for me, where it's like all comes together at that late '87, from when he wins the IC title yeah. until '88, I, I found he went off the cliff so fast in '88 that I couldn't stand watching him after that. Like I don't, he pisses away. He's still hot as a heel, but like he pisses away all the the goodwill that he built up in '87, like with the. Um, yeah, I just, I'm just not a, I don't know. Like, I just feel like he is the beefcake feud is terrible in ring. The steamboat matches, the savage matches go down. If you yeah. look at his savage matches from like late 87 MSG into MSG, savage main event, blah, 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 it's diminishing every time. It like starts at yeah. three and a half, then it's like three, two and a half, two, like, and, and then that's it. He just like bottoms out for me. So all time great, like four month run is a heel for me. I'm just not as tied to that that rain as you are. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, he's my first intercontinental champion, right? Yeah. Like when I started watching, he was there and I had the catharsis of seeing him beat by the warrior. Yeah. And when I did, when I went back and looked at him for the wrestle that was, I really became enamored with the whole shtick. Like, I think it's really, really solid. So, I mean, I won't talk about him at length when I get to him, but I have him pretty high. Like I have him at 65. Right ahead of someone that's going to make people throw their computer but um but yeah so yeah i got him higher right, uh, my, my 86 is jay uso okay so i threw jimmy off the list because i was like i just don't want to give them only credit for their tag stuff but i think jay uso has just an incredible maybe my favorite feud i mean i i almost don't consider cena and punk a feud but my probably my favorite storyline since then 
with him and Roman when that, when that shit starts in the pandemic. I know you don't, not big on the pandemic stuff, but I just think it's so solid. It's so real. It's so raw. And Jay is raw. Uh, And Jay is great. He's just so good at it. It's so good that it makes me down on the rest of Roman's reign. Right. Not that I think Roman's reign is bad. I don't, I I think it's actually really great. Roman reigns is reign. Roman reigns, Roman reigns. No, and um, his reign. <laughs> um, but because that was so amazing, and and I think a lot of it la- is right on Jay's shoulders. There's this great promo where he tells Reigns he hates him on fucking SmackDown, and he's crying. And it's like it's it's. I don't know, you man. Know, it's stuff real. Sami Zayn has been great too. Oh yeah, yeah, right. And it's still like the driving force of that whole storyline. Yeah, I have him higher. Uh, oh. I got both Usos on, so we'll talk about it in a second. Uh, 85 is the guy you don't have anymore. I had him at 68 last time. This JBL. Uh, I just think is I, – I, we talked about it. We don't have to go into yeah. it again. Who's your 85? 85, King Kong Bundy. Um, Not on I, my list. I got to give him credit for that early run. Big part of my early fandom. Main event at WrestleMania and was a legit threat. Easy pick. All right, 84, uh, someone who was not on my list, and she's apparently close to going back down that list, and that's Ronda Rosie. Uh, but I, I just think her – the debut match is so good. That initial run is awesome. You know, We could talk about it all day, but she's the reason they made event to the – had the first ever women's main event at WrestleMania. Uh, since her return from, from having the baby, not been as good, getting a little bit more exposed. I, I think her – real life personality drives some of that as well yeah. uh how she's viewed but i think she's done enough in a short time to be considered yeah if you look at my list i got like i think six or seven women and she I, I, she's got to be one of the top six or seven women of all time in my eyes so right she's on the list i have her higher uh we'll get to her okay. um my 84 is biggie so we talked about okay. him my 83 is someone off your list and that's yakuzuma Ooh, um, i'm surprised by that because you were like I, anti Yokozuma. Well, I don't think I was anti like. Off yeah, you used the to list. say he was title reign was awful. He's boring. I think you yelled at me when I had him on last time. I had him on my list last time. He he actually went up a spot. He was at eighty four, so he's, he's around mm-hmm. the same spot. Um, but I think he's better in the ring than I remember. I really love the match with Brett at WrestleMania nine. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't love the title reign. I still think that it's better if it's in someone else's hands. But yeah. I think he did well. He's memorable. He's a big character. So I wanted to give him some respect. Okay. All right. My 83 is another newcomer to the list, another female worker, and that is Bianca Belair. Ooh, Do you have her? Yeah. No. Okay. Great worker. Um, super over. I really like her NXT stuff from what I've seen. Main evented a night at WrestleMania. Uh, another one I was at live, which was just an awesome match with Sasha Banks. I know I'm higher on that than you are. I liked her SummerSlam match as well. Um, I just think she really resonates. And I think when you look at the intangibles of like a hot, a top level main eventer, like she's got all of them. Um, the hair whip too is super unique as well. And like that really hits every time she does it. When she first did it to Sasha Mania, it was great. Uh, so again, if you're talking like to me, top seven, eight women of all time, I think she's already there for me. 
Yeah, she's nowhere close for me. And it's not that I think she's bad. I think she's I think she's quite good. Mm. I just feel that none of what she does clicks for me. Right. I don't particularly find her interesting in the ring. I don't like her look. And I don't mean that in an attraction way. I just, there's something off about her look for me, whether it's the name on the pants or I, I don't know. I was watching something the other night she was on. And it's like when I'm watching her, I'm like, there's no reason not to like her, but it's just not clicking. And no, she's no I'm, stable on the ring. No, no, she's not. Um, but I don't know. There's just something missing. Maybe more time will 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 pass. And I think the next five will be interesting for her, right? Because like, is she going to elevate and become a stalwart at the top of the card and dominant and break through and be a transcendental wrestler for them? Or is she going to kind of already peaked and then they kind of misuse her and she goes to AEW, right? Like, like I think it's a couple paths, right? So, yeah. um, all right, who's your 83? Uh, 83, Yakuzuma. Oh, that's right. All right. My 82 is another female, so I get three in a row. Yeah. She was a 93, so she's moved up from the 11 spots. That's Trish Stratus. Uh, we talked oh. a lot about her. I think she's definitely uh, grown, I think, in both of her eyes, watching how she's stewarded. Um, the women's division of those early years, which I think, you know, you admitted to having underrated a lot of that, uh, going back and rewatching, I think open yep. it up. I think your, your wrestler that was on her was excellent. So do you have her ranked? Oh yeah. Higher, like substantially okay. higher. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, my 82 was my 82 last time. Didn't move a muscle and that's Jerry, the King Lawler. Uh, yeah, I have him, uh, I have him a 79. So he dropped from me 20 spot, 25 spots. I had him at 52. Whoa. We'll call it the will effect again. Again, though, look, you can see the trend of the guys I overrated, right? It's We know they're great workers, whether the resume was there or right. not. And he fits right in that bucket where um, his resume was bigger than like a Harley and a Funk and all those guys. But uh, I, I, I think he's just missing that one. I, I think the one thing he just never had was like that super hot big time main event run. He's just cooked a little cooked by that point. So, and they transitioned to a comedy guy so quickly yeah. that it's never believable. The Brett was the chance in 93 and they, they almost did it. Right. But he never yeah. had like that real super run of this is the King from like Memphis. Right. He's always no. kind of a comedy guy. We he's already a lot old. of mileage out of. So, yeah. but he was already old when he came in and then they were pushing other old guy, Bob Backlund. So like what chances right. does this dude have? Yeah. Um, yeah. Where's the great match? <laughs> Yeah, no, he doesn't. He doesn't have. I mean, Brett at SummerSlam, but that's more story right. than a match. And then even then, and then he's got a bunch of bad, like bad. Yeah, yeah he's like I bad. mean, that, that Piper match is bad. The Miz I mean, match is pretty good. Yep, I would agree. Uh, the match where he has the heart attack is bad. <laughs> that's for him. It's almost bad for everyone. Yeah. Uh, all right, so where are we at? That my was my 81. eighty-one. All right, my yeah, eighty-one. Uh, another big dropper. Dropped 22 spots from 59. Cowboy Bob Orton. Uh, very similar, right? Steve you know, Bay, he's yeah. a great worker and blah, 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 blah. But I, I think he's he's in that Bundy group like you mentioned. It's like he's got like some hot, real high spots, uh, some quality spots. I like his stuff with his Piper's bitch boy. is like so good. If you watch stuff like TNT and like those that TV, like he's just really adds a lot to the Piper package. As over as Piper yeah. was without having like that stooge with him may, may not resonate as well, right? Like the the guy to kind of take the beating for him a lot of the time. Yeah. I'll look, I'll always love him showing up at WrestleMania 21 with that fucking cast on his arm. Oh yeah. That's great. Just, but he was a guy that when I was watching the MSGs, I was looking for reasons to include him in the list. Yeah. Cause that was your influence on me. I was like, Oh, I really want to give this guy a shot. And, and I just, for whatever reason, I just didn't find them. Like given the Undertaker communicable disease isn't good enough for you. 
No, I, I like the Undertaker. I don't want him dead. Oh, okay. Maybe if he gave Kane a community. Yes. Uh, give Kane multiple hepatitis. Speaking of one, uh, 81 is Kane for oh, me. All right, we're, we're done talking Kane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number 80, another guy dropped 18 spots for me. Uh, was Ken Patera. Mm-hmm. Same bucket as Orton, right? Like, I mean, we know he's a great worker. He's got some big match. He's got the big angle with the haircut. He's got the match with Backlund. Um, honestly, I always, you know, Scott and I, it's one of the big running jokes of really PTB, right? It was like creamy legs and all this bullshit. shit. But yeah. he's actually not bad in that in that run, like oh, he's as a good. worker. He's, he's got some good. decent little MSG stuff in there. That one match, I think it's like him and Billy Jack for demolition or so. Like, it was like actually kind of fun. Like, he's got some decent little stuff in that run. And that angle was actually pretty over with Bobby when he, bust his neck up and all that shit oh yeah yeah now i have him well again i'm watching the i was watching the msgs during this period so he's higher uh my my 80 is someone who dropped 34 spots from number 46 here's the will influence it's fucking gold dust yeah he's uh i am a 74 and i had him at 39 last time yep He's a guy that's been hurt for me watching Warzone. Like Chad and I had him at MVP every week on Raw, and then April goes off the fucking cliff. And I'm in December now, and he hasn't bounced back yet. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Um, I know. That, uh, I don't spoiler. think. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. He doesn't. Yeah, it's not until Cody, and even that's brief. You know. Yeah. Um, I, I just I think I think there was an underground movement in the mid 2010s of like really digging dudes that had some good matches on like sea shows right yeah and and he had like a really good little run sneaky run like on superstars and stuff like uh it was him chuck palumbo like there's a couple other guys that like Chris really masters masters like really kind of got a little underground yeah. love at that time and i think that helped the gold us um push toward uh being that high but yeah all right so that's our 80s my 79 was lawler yeah. My 79, you talked about Mark Henry. Okay. Who dropped uh like 19 spots. Right. 78 dropped seven spots for me as Jimmy Uso. I kept him on the list. I mean, to me, the Usos are a top two to three tag team of all time. So to yeah. me, I'd, I'd keep both those guys. Yeah. See, well, then why aren't you keeping at Smash? Yeah. I mean, I just, I think Jimmy has overall more. Like Smash is brief plus Repo Man. I mean, I don't know, maybe yeah. Smash. I just I'd rather watch like Jimmy I would work too. matches. I, yeah. Look, I love the Usos. I think they're incredible. Yeah. I think the reason I bumped him off is because he only has tag. Right. And I was like, I just okay. think even if you said that, I think his tag is better than Smash. Like, <laughs> I would agree, but then why aren't I including the revival who have the best tag team? I don't know. That's on you. you know, but no, but in my but that's my argument, right? Right. Why yeah. aren't I including uh the Dudleys? Right? I think the Usos just have a, a better run. Um I mean, you included Billy Gunn. Yeah, but he also did well in a singles role. And he was also a multiple partner his, tag team guy. Yeah, but that, they weren't all good. <laughs> like, oh, no, it wasn't I, all great. Yeah. No, well, but I mean, I look, think the like, have been consistently good. Like, I agree. He, I mean, watching their early stuff when he first pops up has, you know, been surprisingly pretty good too. So. Oh, I'm not disputing that the Usos are a better tag team than any tag team Billy Gunn had. Um, I just think that like, I'm kind of, it's almost like I'm saving them for the tag list. That's never going to come. We're not doing that again. All right. Who's your 78? 78. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Ah, you got him a lot higher than me. Yeah. But he, he dropped, I had him 66 last time. Wow. Um, I look, I just think he's one of the most memorable characters of all time. 
one of the most over guys in company history. Maybe he has first... to be on every list. I, I think he has to be yeah. on every list. Like you can't even do a Scott. top 100, even, even Scott. Even I think Scott. Scott did have him last time. Yeah, yeah. I think you, you can't not have him. I, I mean, you, you just you can't. Yeah. All right. My 77, we talked about right. His big show. I had him at 66. Right. My 77 uh, dropping only six spots is Rick Martell. And I'm hoping that he's coming up very soon for you too. Uh, not very soon, but sooner than he would have a few months ago. Okay. All right. My 76. This may be our first on air video fight. Oh, this is bogus. It's bogus. <laughs> Psycho Sid at 76. God. I had him at 67, so he actually dropped a little bit for me. But God damn it! Uh, I will say, here's one match uh, that I loved of his that I had never really seen before. The March 1992 Madison Square Garden Battle Royal. Oh, That whole night. I think it's the same night as the Hercules thing. Uh, so maybe Jan- it, it's in that run. Um, it, he's great in that Battle Royal. He's awesome. So that, that's worth checking out when you get there, for sure. But uh, I, I mean, it's Sid, whatever. His yeah. 95 is so fucking bad. I know. But his 96 is so fucking good. I saw him in, uh, I want to say February, March, 92. I saw him live fight Randy Savage in a cage at, yeah. at the Montreal Forum. And it was supposed to be Jake, but Jake didn't show up. He probably got stopped the border. Um, and then they brought Sid out and Sid like just fucking murdered him for like <laughs> 15 minutes. Here though is the thing. His 96 isn't as great as you remember it being. No, it's as great. A lot of the raw stuff is kind of bland. Uh, I know you love the Bulldog match at SummerSlam, but his uh, match with Vader is like kind of okay. Survivor Series is great. I just watched its time with Brett. Eh. Well, look, look at look who's fighting. Look who sits fighting. I know Brett sucks. <laughs> WrestleMania '97. I mean WrestleMania '97. Roy Rumble '97. Eh. We just talked yeah. about WrestleMania '13. Eh. Like, and that's it. Yeah. Like, so I just he doesn't. That run is not as everyone remembers the return. And Survivor Series. And look, the charisma's through the roof. He's yeah. fucking crazy. He murders Pete Lothario. Like, it's all fun. But it, it's just like there's a lot more. It's just, it, it's so hard to do this list. Because when you start to look at the week-to-week stuff for a lot of these guys is where it can crumble on them. And he's one of those guys that takes the hit. Because week-to-week, it's like he's not doing much. I just love seeing him. And I know. Uh, you love him. That's fine. He still dropped. Look, he dropped 22 spots on my list. All right. I don't think a lot of people would even have him on their list, to be honest. The fucking idiots. You're fucking morons. He's Sid Justice. I am telling you. All right, who's your 76? Cody Rhodes. So Cody Rhodes was 99 on my list last time. And I, when we first did our cut, I wasn't going to include him at all. Mm. Um, but if you remember, see, if it would have included him, it would have been in the back end of the 90s, which we would have recorded in January. <laughs> right. uh, but then he had that he had that I thought the best match at WrestleMania mm, the return forgotten uh, yeah but I, 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 just great I thought it was legit great yeah I thought it told a great story um, and then the, I think the whole series with Seth Rollins is really backlash good. backlash was, was and then he's great, got yeah. that all time like brute and he's got that fucking uh, gimmick all over his shoulder you know like yeah. <laughs> you can I think he'll move, be which is incredible I probably didn't think through him enough. Um, probably should be on some of the stardust stuff is so bad but i i think uh you know like i'm rewatching a lot of the legacy stuff now too uh with ptb so i think if we do this again in five years even in two years i think he'll be way up because i think he'll come back and i think there's a chance a year from now like he's won a royal rumble and probably won a world title so i think there's like 
there's a good chance he's if we do this even a year from now, he's probably and look there. like I thought enough of him in 2017 to put him on the list without this comeback. Right. Right. Yeah. Because I think he's kind of a little under the radar. Like, right. like he, he's lo- like when he has that whole, he was really adaptable, right? Like yeah. he went from being the legacy guy to the dashing guy. Then he got his face smashed. He was kind of Dr. Doom for a while. Mm-hmm. It was only when they were just like, okay, he's got a mustache now. That's when they kind of like stopped caring. Right. Yeah. But, but even right after that, you got the all time tag stuff with gold dust. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think this guy's making some moves, and um, I thought he had enough good stuff to make my list here. All right, my 75 dropped 18 spots from 57. That's Big Boss Man. Uh, He's got some really great stuff, but he's also – there's just, like, stretches where it's just kind of blah, especially, like, that last year. He's, like, really over 92, but he doesn't do anything. I know he's got nails, but, like – other than that, it's like there's not much going on for him. Even in 91, like he turns and then after the Heenan feud, he doesn't do much at all. Like he's got the Mountie stuff, but he wears that hat, the baseball yeah, cap. He's got the baseball cap. Yeah. He kind of then he's got like that boring feud with IRS that goes nowhere. <sighs> uh, but he does have the Hogan feud, which is awesome. So why got... are they fighting? They're both government employees, right? They should. Well, aren't they? They can fight. Part of the same union, different stuff. The um. Boss, uh, him torturing Big Show is obviously great, but the rest of that run, once you get to that point, is you know two thousands are rough with him uh, yeah. through a lot of it. I, I like him early on, but even his t- teamwork with Shamrock is like kind of boring. Um, so he's he's got some really good stuff. He's just I think he's just a back end guy, but he's definitely in the top one hundred. No question. Oh yeah. Oh uh, look, I have him at sixty nine. Okay, so we're not far. Very sexual. Who's your seventy five? Bobby Heenan. All right, let's let's save him for a minute. Yeah, a few minutes. Uh, the way the show's gone, about an hour. Um, uh, seventy-four. Speaking of sexual, is my where I have Goldust. Like I said, I dropped thirty-five spots, made him at thirty-nine. Right. Uh, yeah, seventy-four. I, I actually think Goldust versus Cody is an interesting mm. comparison. And I mean, if we do this again in five years, that'll be one to talk about. Um, my seventy-four is Pedro Morales. Uh, I considered bouncing him off the list. Because I don't enjoy his work, right? But, <laughs> That's the type of guy you want on a on a list with a lot of personal. Uh, I know, but the then I kept to watch his matches. But then I kept coming back to like, okay, well, he was champion for a really long time, right? Helped establish the Intercontinental Title, also perpetually over. Like when he started doing those fucking, you know, when he bit his lip, like and started punching. Like, I mean, the crowd went nuts for him, so he needs to be on the list. I said begrudgingly. He's not on my list. He was on. No, he's off. All right. Uh, 73. Uh, this guy moved up 10 spots for me, and that's Don Morocco. Oh, I have him at 70, who wasn't on my list last time, but that was, awesome. a major, was a major oversight. Yeah, yeah he's so good. He, he's just – everything he does is great. Like, even even when – I think his face shit's underrated. Like, I actually quite liked watching him in 88 on uh, – <laughs> 8078, he'd pop up in those MSGs. And I'm like, fuck, this guy's still like churning out some pretty good matches. He had good fire. The Jesus Christ superstar music, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the network dub. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I really like I loved watching him on on my MSG watches. And I always loved him uh, as a kid. Like I, I loved Don the Rock Morocco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh my 73, Ronda Rousey. We talked about it earlier, but I just think that that whole first year is all time. Yeah. All, all, all time. And the, the good she did the division is almost immeasurable. 72 is Jey Uso. He actually dropped two spots for me. I think uh, I just had him had, had him probably a little high last time. He's done a lot of great stuff since. When I mean, we talked about it, like the 
his role in the Sami Zayn and the Bloodline and all that, like he's like a key driver in that feud. So yeah, he's gonna he might go up again next time if they continue like presenting him at that level. Look, in theory, he's the logical choice to beat Roman, right? They'll never do it, but yeah. No, but that's the story, right? That's how yeah. the story should end. Him, him, Sammy being the one that defends Roman and Jay turning. Jay winning the Rumble and having to make the decision to face Roman or not. Yeah. And like Sammy giving him shit and him doing it would be like a wonderful story. They, just, they would never do it. Well, Even though they it. could if they do the Rock thing. Because of they course. could they could sacrifice night one and do Roman and Jay knowing you saw Roman Rock on night two. Yeah. You could also do something where like you you have Sammy and Jay as like the last two rumble guys. Right. And like the one who one of them's trying to get the other one to give it up, but they're gonna end up getting the shot kind of thing. Yeah. That'd be some interesting conflict. Uh my 72 had him at 47 last time, and Ooh. that is the the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Yeah, he dropped for me too. He's he's still a little bit higher. He dropped about 20 for me. So we'll get to him. He's got like with him. I just kept thinking like I kept banging guys against him and not inside of him Mm -hmm. against him. And I was like, oh, okay, he'll go ahead. He'll go ahead. And then he ended up dropping a 72. So here we are. The problem with him is like, I think he gets dinged. He's one of the few guys on my list that gets dinged because he, he fucks up his potential. Like he's almost punished for stuff he doesn't have um, in a weird way. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but like, it's like the student who you expect more out of and you punish him for not delivering on that, whether it's fair or not. Like I just expect way more out of him and I never get it. And so well, he's I got all the fucking him. money in the world. He can't, can't buy good match ratings. No, but it's, it's not just match ratings too. I just find that like, once you get past the mega powers, his feuds all feel. Yeah. It's, it's like they're, fi- they're trying to find stuff for him to do. He's finding them. It's just that where's the, the blow offs never work, you know, it's just, and the money Inc. We know how we feel about that. It's like, you know, WrestleMania nine's all time, bad, big time match. So it's just, it's just not there. Like, it's just, he doesn't have it. I still have high because the character's so good and his promo skills are so good, but. Is Virgil the only guy to, is Virgil the only guy to win a blow off against him? (sighs) Clean. Yeah. I mean, savage. savage, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, my 71, we mentioned her earlier, and that's China. Uh, not on my list last time. Oh, shit, you went high on China. Yeah, she's awesome. You know, Marcus, is he's listening in. Uh, him and I did uh, War 99-2000, uh, and she's just, she's just awesome in that run. Like, she's super over. That's her peak. You mentioned Sable earlier. Like, China, yeah. to me, is, like, the next level of her um, and was super believable in there with the men. First female intercontinental champion, first female to be in the Royal Rumble, uh, first female to be in the King of the Ring. Like she hits all those. Yes, Jenny loves China as well. Um, she took. She, uh, she took Paul Levesque's virginity. <laughs> she did. Uh, she raped him, right? That's what happened. Yeah, Jenny's going to do a list though to get the credit. So maybe she should step up and do that um, and put China high. Yeah, uh, but I think I think China deserves the recognition to me. She's... Is Jenny doing a list of wrestlers or of people that have raped Triple H? Probably, well, probably both. But I said you've got to do a GWE list, and, eh, so do well, it. Well, do the rape list too, please. That's what I'm asking you for. All right, uh, seventy-one for you. Ravishing Rick Rude. So him and DiBiase feel totally intertwined, and I love Rick Rude. I. 
one of my all-time favorite characters, but like sneaky bad longevity. Like you don't realize he's only there for like two yeah. and a half years. His um, best stuff is not in the WF. It's in WCW. And here's yeah. a sneaky fact that I've learned over the last year. His ECW stuff is far superior. If I do, like oh, really? he's in, he's in there way more than I thought. He's in there all of 97 and he's great. Um, is he wrestling there? No, it's okay. commentary and like, just like a shit stir up and down the card. Right. And they, they bake in his WF run into, into the programming. Um, how he's a free agent and all this stuff. Jenny said he's genius. Um, and then even the payoff at the end is good with him going to WCW. So like, but his ODF stuff is underwhelming. Yeah. Uh, and I posited this in the past and I stand by it that Ultimate oh, yes. Warrior actually carried his best, his best match. Um, yeah. so I, I think, I think he's a guy that didn't figure it out till he was gone. Like where he really put it together is in that WCW run. He so just he, shaved his mustache where I'm at too. And it's like, what, what's uh, happening? It's like when Scott shaves. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had him at 62, but he dropped 18 spots. I had him at 44. Right. So, uh, all right. Where are we at? 70? You're 70. All right. Guy went up eight, uh, 16 spots for me. Dean Ambrose. Oh, Okay. Interesting. I have him at 59. So, yeah. I mean, he's great with all the Shield stuff. He's got tons of big time matches. Superstar. Uh, the end is a little sad, um, but for the most of the part, he's he's great. He's just, he was clearly just so unhappy. Right. Yeah. He's just going through the motions. His he, he, to me, he's the most consistently great of the Shield. He doesn't have like the downs that Reigns has or the or downs that Rollins has or the. Um, Making me not want to watch the product like Rollins. Right. Which is funny because he's the lowest rated, but <laughs> I know. Um, you know, they lean on him to get Reigns back over in 15 as well. Like he, but he's he also get him over. It's interesting because you talked about like being uh hard on DiBiase, but it's like of the of the shield, he's the one who had the least opportunities. Correct. And it, it feels he makes like the most he, of his own Yeah, he builds his own things, but it also feels like he probably had some of the highest potential. Right. Like I think if if you looked at all three of them in say 2012 to 2014 when the shield was a thing, I'm thinking you're probably thinking Ambrose is the going to be the biggest star, not based on push, just based on total packages. Right. I mean, they're always going to push Reigns because of those fucking eyes. <laughs> uh, my 70s, Don Morocco. Okay. Uh, my 69, uh, he rose 16 spots. The guy you really kind of stumped for as we've been through this, Dolph Ziggler. Uh, yeah. I think I did probably underrated him. I probably maybe still underrating him a bit, but he just peeks out at me because, again, he goes to, he's like, he's a better version of Miz for me. Yeah. Where he goes through these stretches where I just don't want to see him anymore. And then I'll like have like a cool little mini run of like three months where it's like, oh, okay, this guy's really good. Right. And then he goes back to just like stretches of sleepwalking for months at a time. I'm curious about how much that is him versus that much uh, versus that being his booking. Yeah, because... but that fits like Ambrose to me. It's like similar. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's a guy that tries to make the most out of it. And then he just like loses interest and just gets lazy. And it, yeah, I... booking makes it happen. But he's not a guy that tries to make like you mentioned Zack Ryder early. Right. To me, that's a guy you try to make the best of every situation, no matter what. Right. Guys like Ziggler to me, like check out when they're not getting the push they think they should. Yeah, I don't know if I agree. I, I feel like he's always up there. I, maybe he's just doomed. I remember Kevin Kelly when you a long time ago talking about how like it's just because he's named Dolph Ziggler, right? But like, name. like it is a terrible name. Uh, but like he's a legitimate wrestling champion, mm-hmm. like a great talker. 
Um, I can go on and on about him, and I will when we get to him. Um, my 69 is the big boss, man. Okay. Uh, my 68 dropped, uh, actually rose five spots, and that's Paul Orndorff. Hey, that's my 68. And he dropped uh, six spots for me. He's great. Yeah, he's he's just awesome. I love – I think it's the fight he has with Piper on Saturday Night's main event. Like, it just feels like a real Oh, fight. that's one of the best matches ever. That's just like – the heat for that match is friggin' insane. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got the, the eyes at WrestleMania 2. <laughs> uh, yeah. Probably dings him a bit. Uh, that time. match stinks, too. I, I don't understand that match. I don't – even re-watching all, like, the stuff leading up to WrestleMania 2 and appreciating WrestleMania 2 better – that I just right. I still don't get it. I, I don't. That that seems like such a miss for me. That that match. Yeah, because I mean we like both guys, right? Yeah. I should have hit. I I don't know why it doesn't resonate. It just this is a a botch. Um. All right, my sixty-seven. I did not have ranked last time, and it was uh, a lot of a discussion for us. But he definitely deserves to be on here. Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, nice. Yeah, I have him a bit higher. A bit higher. Yeah. We'll get to him. Okay. Um. Uh, my 67, I did not have rank last time, and he fucking forced his way onto my list with his bubbly arms and his shiny head, and that's Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I have him at uh, 60. He was oh, also okay, not so rated for me last time. His his return run has been great. Uh, so his match at Great American Bash 07 definitely holds up. I, I actually, or uh, yeah, 07, right? 07. Yep. Um, I like him in that feud with the McMahons, too. Like He's really good in that. Uh, you you know he was good in the Trump feud, and then this the return run has been awesome. He's he's great. He's just so much more. I, I remember loving him around 2015. I started watching TNA, mm-hmm. and um, he was there, and I was like, holy shit, he's good. Like, where did this guy come from? And I was so happy when he came back. And I, I think his feud with Drew is like low key, like banger after banger kind of thing. That's a Tampa Mania, right? Yeah. Yeah, I I would. That that, that's a great match. Yeah. Yeah, I I I just rewatched his match with Brock where I think it's a terrible ending to the match, but yeah. um I I thought the match was great. Like just legit looks like he can kill you. I mm-hmm. love the addition of MVP. Um and and I mean a guy who it's it, my list and at 67 now. Um and your list too. No. No, where is he? 60 for you, right? 60, yeah. Yeah, like could move up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he went from not ranked to 60 for me. Um, and there's another guy right next to him. We'll talk about in a second. The same. Uh, 66 dropped one spot for me. That's Asuka. Oh. I think I just think the injury and then being off TV for a while, like it felt stagnant. But she's still got all the great NXT stuff. She's still a super compelling character. Um, she's one of the best they've ever had in ring. Uh, just, I think she's like almost a transcendent charisma that right. you don't get a lot of. Um, with a lot of the earlier women competitors that is like coming on more now, but um, yeah, just someone that doesn't need to talk a ton to connect. No. Um, look, I have her at 64 and that's up one spot. She was 65 uh, in 2017, but I think the ding for her. And I, I remember in 2017 thinking that she was going to kind of run away with the women's division. Like if you had told right. oh, me, yeah. Yeah. if you had told me in 2017 that in 2022 we'd be redoing this, and um, and I put Oscar as the top woman, I wouldn't have been surprised at all. But she's been a bit disappointing, and I wonder if I don't, I don't know if she, she must have the ability, but I don't know if the language barrier is a thing. The ability to like maintain a complex storyline, because mm-hmm. in the end she ends up being a bit one dimensional. 
um, which is fine. Goldberg's one dimensional and we like him. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I agree. She's just like, she's probably the best in ring. She's probably the best in ring ever of the women. Maybe Charlotte debatable, um, but a bit one dimensional, I think, which is a shame because she's good. It feels like, um, someone that I had high, that's not that far from her now, Ricky Steamboat. Um, ah. Right, just like a great charisma, great in-ring worker. Get ready, but not like, not like a lot of depth beyond that. Right. Well, and I think too, what hurts Oscar is it, it. There's a couple things she does that veer into the, the too goofy for me. Right. Like that weird dance and all that. Like, yeah. I just can't. I just I don't know what it is, and I don't mind dancing. I don't mind weirdness, but the weirdness with her, it's. I don't know. It's 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 that kind of stuff that makes me think the show. I think it's like actually a um. I don't know. I, I think it resonates more with like a modern. I think we're, we're just old. Like I, I think she yeah. like resonates probably like with a younger crowd that's like into Twitch and kind of the goofy irreverent right. humor. Like that's that seems to be what she taps into. Um, yeah. All right. Who's your sixty six? Take a guess. Oh, Ricky Steamboat. It's absolutely Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> Um, like this is a guy, so I dropped him 21, uh, 22 spots. He was 44 last time, which I think is too high. Mm. He's just not there long enough. And again, like I told you, I thought I was very disappointed in the heart foundation and the British bulldogs. When I went back and watched the MSGs, I was also really disappointed with Ricky steamboat. Yeah. And again, not cause he's bad. He's never bad, but well, no, he's Ricky steamboat. Like everything's supposed to be amazing. Right. Um, I don't hate him. Uh, I don't want to disrespect him, uh, but I don't think he can get any higher just based off the Savage match. This is Marcus's favorite topic. He uh, sat at a table in Tampa and listened to <laughs> Ricky Steamboat uh, argument for like an hour and a half. Uh, I am at 57. I had him at 34 last time, so he dropped quite a bit for me as well. Uh, yeah, it's just, we just talked about it with Oscar. It's like the same, same thing. Same. He's just got some bigger highs, uh, and- obviously. And better in WCW, like Rick Rude. Oh, 100%. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's a legend there. His run is short. I mean, he's he's really only there for like, what, three years? And he's checked out for like a quarter of it, you know? So his real run is like WrestleMania 1 to summer. WrestleMania 8. 8. Oh, not 8. Excuse me. Uh, 88. 4. WrestleMania 4. Yeah, but even then, like, I think, you know. Once the honky-tonk man humbles him. Yeah. But his feud with Honky's not bad either on MSGs and stuff. Um, all right. 65 for me is Adrian Adonis moved up four spots or moved down four spots. Yeah, he didn't make my list. I think you're underrating him. I know, but I watch, I've been watching it and like, I know. I think he's really good. But again, it, it must just be the connection. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think I have him like the best of that bunch of guys I dropped off. Harley, like guys you just know are great workers, but I think he's got like the most. Plus, he's got the character stuff and the Piper yeah. match. Uh, yeah, that's feud. fair. So, all right, who's your sixty-five? Honky Tonk Man. All right, we one, talked about him. One slot ahead of Steamboat, which I feel, which feels like sacrilege, but anytime I think of him running away from right. Randy Savage with Jimmy Hart and and Peggy, Peggy Sue, Sue in yeah. in tow, I'm like, I'm in fucking heaven because like it's such a stupid, it's such a stupid visual, but it's so perfect for wrestling right all right my 60 uh 64 Four. iron chic i had him a 60 last time uh you know we love Sheiky. great worker 
has some big time matches. It's got the big moment with Hogan and Backlund. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I got him at forty. Yeah, all right. I like it. Yeah, he's. Uh, I love him. Uh, Sixty-four is Oscar for me. We talked about her. All right, my sixty-three is big, sexy Kevin Nash. So he's uh, up one from last time. Uh, you have him higher. Okay. Yeah, I'm at fifty-two. Uh, okay. He came. He moved up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, yeah. we could talk about him. Like, I, I, I went back and forth on him. Like, how much do you punish him for everything post two thousand two? Yeah, I think it's minimal. Um, yeah. He's just not there a ton. I, I think it's just it's ninety five. It, like, it hurts um, for sure. But he's but got I, great energy in it. Like, I, I feel like those he... matches. Are just, like, I mean, it's a lot of big matches that stink. Yeah, Sid stinks. King of the Ring stinks. Sid stinks. Mabel. Uh, uh, in your house four is fucking terrible. Like, you know, it's just like that's a yeah. big run of pay per views that they need him to carry, um, that he couldn't carry. Like, I know they didn't do him any favors, right? If you put him with Brett, Sean, Bigelow, Owen, like whatever, you probably get some better stuff. But Bret Hart has a better match with British Bulldog two months later. That's awesome. And Diesel is yeah. a, a fucking stinker. So it's like, um, I mean, I think him being at 63 is like still pretty friggin' high considering that run. Yeah, for me, it's like the guys around him. And I guess we'll, we'll get that as we go. My 63 is Trish Stratus. Okay. Um, I had her a bit lower until actually this morning. But then I was thinking about it, and it's like, you know, in the end, like, it's funny, but, like, she's got more great matches than Ted DiBiase. <laughs> yeah. Which is crazy to me. Um, in the end, she's way more influential than any of the people we just talked about. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and then she improved and she keeps coming back. And so I completely disrespected her in 2017, I think. And I've oh, really come around. You think? Definitely. Yeah. And I, I heard Maurice recently described as Canada's greatest export. Mm. Um, but I think <laughs> Trish, I think Trish gives her a run for the money. All right. My 62, we talked about uh, quite a bit a minute ago. That was Ravishing Rick Rude. He dropped 18 spots for me from last time. My 62 is Sean Waltman. Um, he dropped. Well, and here's the thing, right? I went back and forth with like, could he be ahead of Kevin Nash? Right. And I just can't. Yeah. I, I just don't think his impact is nearly enough. And I mean, he's got that huge DX run, which which is meaningful. But then he also doesn't have. I mean, Nash has got bad matches, but Nash also has the high yeah. end matches to go with it, which Sean Waltman doesn't have. Yeah. And I, I mean, I have, Nat- I have Waltman 15 higher. So I have a 48. Uh, I had him up from 53. I don't know. I think it's just a personal thing. I just love watching him. I think everything, um, yeah. everything he does is like super fun. I think he's really ahead of his time. You heard a lot of new gen on a mission with Pratt and Slomka, like just right. how, how much he stands out even during a time where you think he's not doing much. Um, he's still standing out. Uh, and so different than anything else they got going on at that time. Right. Uh, all right. My what the fuck are we? 61, Sixty-one is a guy who I did not have ranked last time. It's Drew McIntyre. Oh, nice. I have him at fifty-eight. So okay. we're right close. I yeah, mean... I mean he's been great since the return. The NXT run is super good. Yeah. Uh, even some of his early stuff is like fine. Uh, he's got the WLC, which, which is really good. Um, yeah. yeah, he's just you know we just talked about it. Like, and you know, he's just he's a pandemic guy. I get it, and I, I may not be a fan of it. Don't want to rewatch it per se, but. I can appreciate it. 
You should rewatch his stuff. Like yeah. he's he's legitimately great for that whole run, but he's good even before that. It's funny. I was watching um, day one the other night, and Madcap Madcap Moss. My wife was with me. Nikki was with me for a minute, and Madcap Moss came out, and I'm like, she's like, who's he fighting? And then Drew McIntyre came out, and she fucking laughed and was like, this guy doesn't have a hope in hell of beating this this right. legitimate man. He's got the really fun stuff with him and Ziggler against the Shield too. Oh, it's so good. That's yeah. so good. No, he's great. Um, again, another guy who could move up. I mean, he might be nearing the end of like his main event run, but who knows? We'll see. Um, my 61 is uh, Finn Balor. Mm. Uh, I did not have him. Well, I mean, look, we talked about him on the previous episodes, but I think his NXT run is really great. I love the nuance of having the um, – the uh, the fiend is a character. I think he's got a couple of great matches on the main roster. He, I just think he's a guy that you know. If you had told me in 2015, 16 that they weren't going to build around him going forward, I would have said they were fucking stupid. Right. And then they didn't. <laughs> and but he's still great. He's still good. The return to NXT was good. I like his the stuff he's doing now. All right. Uh, my sixty was Lashley. We talked about him. Yeah, my 60s, Matt Hardy. I know you got him higher. Um, oh, yeah. He just doesn't climb for me. He dropped one spot from 2017. I'm at 41. He's up from 49. Uh, loving his 08 stuff that I'm watching now, PTB. Hardy Mark. Uh, I love his Matt Hardy V1. Love the original Hardy stuff. He's got the return of WrestleMania 33. I know the broken stuff didn't resonate as well in Dodi, but I didn't mind some of the stuff with Bray. Uh, I thought it was fine. But to me, that's all icing by by that point i think he's got way way enough of a resume uh even the edge matches i like in 05 even though he gets cucked out of that feud um the, i love the unforgiven match i think the SummerSlam match is really creative and different <clears throat> and just the hardy stuff alone to me would have him like pretty high on the list plus his hardy comeback in 06 with the team you know tag team stuff that they do and the bar like to me that's i mean there's so much him in there WrestleMania yeah. 25 backlash 09 like with jeff like are both great yeah, I guess I just find that you're wrong. Yeah. Fuck. My number 59 is Dean Ambrose. All right, we talked about him. Yeah. My 59 is Cesaro, uh, up four from last time. He's at 53 for me, but down eight. Yeah, I feel like he's just another guy that every time he he's like a regal, or every time you think he's going to have his breakthrough, uh, it just doesn't happen. But the bar stuff carries him oh, he's, uh, he's so amazing. much. The Owens match, too, I underrated historically. Watching it um, for war uh, for SummerSlam 15, like I actually, I liked it a lot more this time around. But yeah. it felt like every time they were about to get behind him, something happened and they pulled back. Uh, but the bar was so good, it carried. I think Cesaro for me is the poster boy for not everybody has to be a world champion. Yeah, but the problem is, is they only push and give time to people who they think are going to be world champions. Right. Um, my 58 is Drew. We just talked about him. Okay. My 58 is, you're going to be happy to hear this down from number 25, five years ago, Rick Martell. You finally came to your senses a little bit. I, I dropped him substantially. We've, we, I mean, yeah, yeah. Look, I don't want to direct people to other shows, but you can go back to our other episodes where we just like, went in on this uh, conversation. Uh, again, I, I had a group of guys. They're all coming up here. We're all going to get to them right now. But right. A group of guys that I just had high based on 
you know they're a great worker, blah, 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 all the shit we've been talking about. All it's night. like you didn't feel bad enough to put them where they should be in the 80s. But I dropped them enough. a lot. I dropped all these I, guys I, I, like 30 to 25 to 30 spots. Look, I'm applauding your progress. Look, I'm not, look, you know how I am with Canadian wrestlers, all right? I love most of them. I love Rick Martel. I love the model. Right. I hate Tony Gurria. <laughs> and potentially the continent of Australia, but I've never been there. I bet it's nice. That, that stuff's, uh, it's all good. And, and I mean, I feel like the blindfold match alone should get him high. It's yeah. a fucking masterpiece. He's so good in it too. His body, I, he, th- that match is probably the best body language of any wrestler ever. Yeah. All right. Who's your 58? 58's Drew. Right. Okay. Uh, my 57 we talked about was Ricky Steamboat down 23 from 34. My 57 is Ken Patera up 12. Uh, love the MSGs. Loved watching him. And like I said, I like his uh, face stuff too. All right, my 56 is Tito Santana. Oh, shit. That's a, you, you dropped him? Down from 33. So 23 oh, spots down. Well done. Um, I got him higher. I can't believe it. I got him at 47. Okay. Uh, I mean, again, he's similar to Steamboat and these other guys we've talked about. Great tag work, stalwart worker. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of classic matches and moments. But, yeah, I mean, I... I told you I was going to drop this ball. Then my next guy is 55 is Greg Valentine down from 29. Right. So I dropped all these three guys. I kept them. I kept Martel, Steamboat, Tito and Valentine together because they've always felt similar to me right. um, as workers and, and what they have overall as a resume. Uh, so I, I feel like they deserve to all stick together, yep. but um, not enough to, to move them apart from each other. But I, I kept them grouped from the high. 30s into 20s down to the 50, late 50s. You know, it's funny. Like I have them grouped together too, and it's it's crazy that I'm going to end up with them higher, <laughs> yeah. them higher than you after all my assholeness. Uh, my 56 is my main man Sid. Uh, like I said, I had him at 36 last time, which was probably as insane as he is. But um, I kept bouncing and bouncing and bouncing. But he's one of my all-time favorites, so he wasn't he wasn't moving anymore. All right. Uh, number. So that was my. Well, just give you through your fifty-five. Did you do that? So I, I had Steamboat, Santana, Valentine at fifty-seven. Yeah, 56, sure. My 55. Okay. Um, I have at fifty-five Shinsuke Nakamura up twenty-two spots. Okay. Um, last time, all we had was the NXT run and then a very brief uh, foray in the main roster. But I think time has proven that they really like him. He's always featured on TV. He's always mm-hmm. featured on pay-per-view. Always atop the mid-card. Always over. Still good. Not as great as he was, but still great. So I think he deserves. Like, I, He's a guy that like in, in 2017, it's almost crazy that he's even on a list like this. Because to me, he's still so associated with NJPW. Right. But, but he's had a really decent WWE career. Okay. <clears throat> My 54, someone I did not have rated last time. That a sensational Sherry. Yeah. We have this exact discussion. I think she's such a big part of the Randy Savage package. Um, she helps carry that entire run and story. Like she's, I don't think the Macho King thing works nearly without her. Uh, I think she's great with Sean getting him over initially as a heel. Like it's such a big part of him rising up the card. And I, I think she helps legitimize him when he turns. And the Dibiase stuff is good too. Plus her work as a heel is like good, like as a wrestler. In the 80s. You like her match series with Rockin' Robin? Oh, it hits every time I see it. <laughs> um, she didn't make my list. I wanted to include her, but there was too many other people I wanted. I'm not going to sit here and preach. 
Um, I just, I don't know. She just doesn't fit for me. My 54. 54 is Kevin Owens. Okay. Down two slots. I have him at 40. Uh, and I had him up 10 from 50. Whoa, that's pretty high, but that's okay. I just think he's great. I mean, the Austin stuff really rose in my eyes with him. Like, yeah, he carried, I mean, he carried the feud on his own. Like Austin really was on TV. Like he built that thing from scratch and had delivered an awesome match. I think it says a lot about him too, that he stayed when everyone else was leaving. Um, mm-hmm. Like he had every right to leave and he looked like he was going to leave. Like at the end, he was like in the Ambrose mode, but he turned it on. The feud with Zane is awesome. Um, he's been consistently a, a highlight of TV. And I know we don't factor this in completely, but he's unproblematic, right? Like there's no <laughs> bullshit with him ever. His only down stuff to me is just the Shane Zane stuff, which is bad in 1718. But his Ambrose shit before that's really good. The Cena series is awesome. Like he's just, he's got such a great resume. Yeah, he does. I find there's a few too many instances where he kind of just fades away. Mm into like so he'll be like a main eventer for a couple months and then he's just gone right right and maybe he's another example of like not everybody has to be a main eventer like maybe he'd be better suited and i think his biggest strength is the really personal stuff right right and and i don't i don't know if they always play to his strengths he's the guy who came in super hot and cooled off almost immediately but then you know up and down i'll admit the austin stuff's amazing um but there's just again there's just I wish there was a bit more consistency with how they present him on television. Yeah. I don't disagree. I just think I, the Austin thing really, I rose him quite a bit based on that feud, which right. I really, really liked. I thought that, and that main event was fantastic. All right. Um, my 53. Yes. Or your... uh, no, my 53. Okay, I'll give you mine. Superstar Billy Graham. Mine Superstar Billy Graham. Ah, mine Cesaro. Uh, Cause we already talked about him. My, uh, I got Billy Graham at 48. So a bit higher. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just a great character, some big time matches. And you always hear it ahead of his time, blah, blah, blah. But he was awesome in his time. Of course. Uh, 52, Kevin Nash. Okay. We talked about him. My 52 is Ted DiBiase, down from 31. We, we got into him. Just complete disappointment across the board. Yeah. Probably disappoints his children, too. Mm, sincerely. Uh, my 51, uh, probably disappointed his child by dying, and that was Mr. Perfect. Oh, I have him at 45. Uh, he's down okay. four. Uh, I find of all the guys that were disappointing, he's like the least disappointing. I still think he delivers yeah. some really good stuff. Um, you know, and he's, he's in bigger storylines, I think consistently too. And he's got the Brett matches, which are great. So I, I feel like he's got, plus he's such a big part of flair in yeah. 92. Like, I think that's going to count. So I, I think he's, I think he, of the DiBiase like grouping that we like rude. Like, I think he's like, the consistently still better than them. I would agree. I would agree. I dropped him 20 spots. I had him at 31 last time. Right. Um, which I guess was way too high, but yeah, no, he's, I think you're right of the disappointing guys. He's the least disappointing. Right. Congrats, Kurt. Uh, all right. My 50 is, I'm sorry. 51 is edge down from 35. Fuck. I love so it. He, I love it. He has tumbled a lot for me. I was always a big edge and Christian fan, but the more I see like, his 07, 08 stuff does not hold up to me at all. No. Those matches with Taker have great finishes, but the bulk of them are boring. Um, I actually kind of get a little disappointed when he pops up when I'm, when I'm watching this 08, 09 stuff. He's consistently overpushed during that time. His return has not been great um, outside of the Rumble surprise moment. Um, so you know, I didn't mind him with the Judgment Day stuff, but then they booted him out of that so quickly. So I, I just think... 
yeah, he's he's disappointing to me. He's severely below Christian for me. How do you feel about his overacting? It's uh, a lot because that's something that kills his match. Like that, like, <laughs> like his neck. I'm hurting my neck. Like, how does he do that to his neck? Yeah, he's um, a guy that works best in spurts. Right. Even with it's in, within matches, like he has like a great five minutes out of twenty five, you know. <laughs> and he's, his garbage stuff is really good, but he doesn't have a lot of great non garbage matches. No, and now he's cast as the wrestler. Right, which is he's compl- he's miscast because <laughs> he should be cast as a wrestler, but it should be Randy the Ram, <laughs> not not, not uh, Ric Flair that he is. You know. Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, I have him a bit higher. I have him at forty three. Dropped ten spots, but yeah, he's he's back there. Right. That was your fifty, right? No, 51. Okay, 51. So my 50 is Scott Hall, who moved up 11 yeah, spots. Oh, no, a, he moved, moved up one spot, sorry. I'm at 43, moved up, uh, moved down one for me, but pretty much even. So similar, I find he's actually quite similar to Mr. Perfect. Yeah, I that, am two, two apart from Perfect. Yeah, but I mean, even in the way their careers kind of unfolded, mm-hmm. it's like you expect, you know he's a great worker, um, but a lot of the times it falls a bit short, but then... I think where Razor has that perfect doesn't is he's got a bigger cadre of great matches. Yeah. And he's got the all time stuff with Sean. Yeah. And Agreed. and all time stuff with Brett. All right. My fifty oh. was not rated last time, so she moved up quite a lot. And that is Becky Lynch. Um I think when we did this list last time, she hadn't really broken out yet. Nope. She had some very good stuff. Uh, she really broke out at the end of that year, right? Or into 18, right? Is when 18, she kind of really yeah. Yeah, started to bust out. Main event to, you know, first woman to main event at WrestleMania. The man stuff was super over. I found her not as, we talked about this, I found her not as interesting since her return. Um, I think maybe, maybe she'll figure it out now. But I, I really didn't like big time Bex. I thought that was like an overreach, just trying to mimic Conor McGregor and like whatever the fuck she had going on. Like it didn't really resonate for me. But still great in the ring, still really hits with the crowd. Um, she just has like an elite, you know, two year run or whatever. Yeah, I have her at 41. Uh, she didn't rank on my list either, but yeah, 41 is a crazy debut for a list like mm-hmm. this. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, how elite her run was after that. Yeah, it just uh, once she won that title, I think there was some shine knocked off of her, right. In a, in, in a lot of ways, I kind of, not that, I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin was just a transcendent character, mm-hmm. right? But I found Similar. he always, yeah. he always worked best as the chaser. And I think Becky Lynch kind of does too. Well, they have a similar character. It's not surprising. Like her, when yeah. her best character, right? was like a rebel and brawler and all this other stuff. So now she Our, just wears sunglasses. At night. Who's your 49? 49, Owen Hart dropping 27, uh, no, excuse me, 26 slots from number 23. I'm a 44 down six. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it both here and our wrestling war zone. I, I think he's overrated. Um, I think his, he's like a DiBiase. Like I, I want to rank him higher, but yeah. when I watch it, I'm like, where is it? And he's a guy that I expect to carry raw in 96. They don't have many workers, but then he goes out there and he rolls out two and a quarter, two and a half consistently. His best stuff is with Brett. Uh, other than that, like what, what's his great match? That's not with Brett Hart. In 1994. Yeah, even when he gets and in Bulldog. there with Sean. Even yeah. when he gets in there with Sean, it's, it's, there's something missing. And you have six matches is fine. Uh, his other best match without Brett, I would say, is, is Bulldog on the European final. Savio Vega, SummerSlam 96. <laughs> and then Austin at SummerSlam is great. 
Do you have Savio Vega coming up on your list, by the way? Uh, he's on the reverse. Because I want to scream. Uh, All yeah, right. Sorry, <laughs> He's on yes! my upset. He's on my upside down list. Um, <laughs> all right, who's your? Where are we at? My forty nine. That was my forty nine. But look, right. I, I think Owen Hart is good enough to kind of breach into this top half, and it's all on the Brett stuff. But yes, I, he's overrated because he died. Yeah, yeah. Except back end's not good either. Like, I mean, he doesn't have anything really. Well, his last great match to me is like the Lions Den. Enough is enough. <laughs> All right, my 49 is up 42 spots from 91. Oh, shit. And that is, it's Bailey. Oh, nice. So, uh, again, one of the stalwarts of the pandemic era, but she yep. was great before that. Uh, she's been the best part of damage control, probably, since she's returned. Um, yeah, great worker. Has, and is an elite face and heel. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's got the most, I think. Uh, we're talking about this Ryan with Ryan Gray the other day. She's got the most versatility, I think, of all of the horsewomen. Yeah. She's capable of doing anything. I have her at 39, which is uh, 10 spots ahead of where I had her uh, in 2017. I think her and Sasha have the greatest women's match of all time. And mm-hmm. on the back of that match is how we get to where we are today with the women. Yeah. Um, I love Bailey. I think she's so, so good. She's clearly the number four of the horsewomen in the company's eyes. But I think in mine, she's probably closer to two. Yeah. I mean, she's third of the four on my list, but um, Me too. the other two are a bit higher. All right. Who is your 48? Superstar Billy Graham. Baby. My 48 is X-Pac, who we talked about. Right. Um, my 47 is Tito Santana that we talked about. Okay. My 47 is Seth freaking Rollins. Oh, God. It's going to hurt. I have him at fucking 36. Wow. Yeah. I know. Up 20 spots. I mean, that's good. I mean, for me, he's up 33. I had him at 80 last time. So it tells you the hey he's made. He's got consistently great matches. Um, I think he's actually co- gone so far overrated that he's underrated again now, like about right. how consistently he is. The Road series, was, you talked about it. That's so good. It was excellent. The Cena matches are great. Um, you know, he gets stuck with some stupid shit at times, right? That that hurts. Uh, but I don't know. They, got, they, 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 can't, they can't figure out his character. Right. They don't know, and maybe it's because he he's not a good character guy. So they've got him in all these weird pockets, right? Like he's an architect, right. he's a visionary, he's the Kingslayer, and and I think that's a testament to how to how bad he is as a character. Yeah, but he's great in the Shield. Like you said, consistently has great matches. As a character, he makes me not want to watch the show. Right, but yeah, but I get I end up getting sucked into his matches, which is crazy. I think he's just that good in the ring. <laughs> it's like no matter yeah. what, he's you know even right down to WrestleMania 34, it's arguably one of the best matches on the card. Or that opening three way, all him, um, Balor, and Miz. Yeah, it's very yeah, good. which is great. Uh, all right, my 46 is up 30 spots. I'm sorry, who did you did you do 47? A Tito. Okay, Chico. Sorry, Chico. My 46 up 30 spots from last time. Sami Zayn. Oh, I, nice. I, I mean, he. I got him at 33. He's higher. Yeah. I mean, I definitely underrated him severely last time for sure. Well, you weren't really familiar with the NXT run. Yeah. So I've gotten more, a little bit more of that, but he's been awesome since like the Johnny Knoxville match. It was like one of my favorite live <laughs> matches I've seen. He was phenomenal in that match. Yeah. And he's been great with the bloodline stuff. I think he's fantastic. I don't think that storyline would be uh, nearly as compelling without him in it over the last like six months or so. 
No, I'm I'm on board. Uh, I'm I'm a big Sami Zayn mark, and I think when you and Marcus finally go back and watch the first year of NXT, I I think you're he's going to move up your list. Yeah, because he's the last great true white meat baby face, and the way they culminate that that baby face rise, I can't see it working with anyone else, and it's all about how great he is. Yep. All right. Who is your uh, 46? Okay, well, 47 was Tito Santana. 46 is Greg Valentine. Okay. Dropping five spots. All right, my 45 is Mr. Perfect. My 44 is Owen Hart. My 43 is Scott Hall. We talked about all of them. Okay, so my 45 is Dolph Ziggler, right ahead of Greg Valentine. Um, I mean, they're really, I think if you look at them in terms of where they were on the card and what they've done on the card, they are quite similar. They're mid-carders who had cups of coffee with the main event. I just find Ziggler's main event stuff ended up being more meaningful mm. and more interesting. And I think Ziggler is kind of when he's at his best is an underrated, great little worker. Yeah. Like he's especially as a face. I think he's really great at working from underneath as a face like that match, that match. If you want to really like see what Ziggler's about, go back and watch the, 2013 payback match with Alberto Del Rio. Yeah, that's an awesome match. I mean, that's one of his best. But it's on, it's, it's, it's his performance. Like he's so good at like selling the concussion. He's so good at selling the determination. Like he's, I just want that character all the time. Right. That's my problem. Is it too much, too many lulls in there? Yeah. But again, I think that's booking. Like, I mean, All right. Well, I mean, a lot of these guys are affected by booking. Oh, of course, of course, of course. But I mean, like, like the difference is, is that like I'd rather watch, I'd rather watch a a low Dolph Ziggler match than a low Tito Santana match. Right. Because Tito Santana, when it's a lull, he's jobbing. Right. Like, yes, he's a victim of booking also, but it's like they don't they don't allow him the space in the match to show what he can do. Whereas Ziggler's almost always put in the position to show right. at least what he can do. Yeah. All right. Who's your 43? Uh, my 44 first is Kofi Kingston. Okay. I have him at 35 and he's up 54 sp- spots. <laughs> for me. He's up 34 for me. Yeah. I mean, we talked about new day earlier, obviously a major integral part plus the IC run, which is great. All the spots, money, in the bank rumble are all memorable. That WrestleMania 35 winning the world title from Daniel Bryan was a great story and moment for him. Um, Diminishing returns after 35. Yeah, but they didn't I mean, know what to do. Like, right. but that's already a you know 14 year run for him of like really high level stuff. Yeah, uh, and New Day's still been good since, so it's not like it's been garbage. Uh, yeah, but yeah. So I mean, I mean, he's a top. If you would have said five or even 10 years ago, this guy's gonna be a top 35 all timer. Like that's crazy. Yeah, and I mean, like, even in stupid little matches, like at, like, I think it's a limited Extreme Rules 2011, he fights Sheamus, you know, right. and it's it's like an innocuous match, but it's great. Yeah. Like, you know, like, he just pops out these things, and we forget about it because it's so far, it's so long ago. Jamaican me just, crazy. Jamaican me crazy. Um, your 44? Was Owen. My 43 was Edge. Okay, my Scott Hall. My 42 is down five spots from last time, and that is the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Oh, he's higher for me. I have him at 24. Um, my 42, and we'll, you know, this is probably going to be the inverse. My 42 is Christian, up seven spots. Yeah, he's at 28 for me, which is exactly where I had him last time. I think he's my like one of my few outside like the top few. 
that right. didn't move at all. Um, I love Christian. I, I think uh, his resume is fantastic. He's got all the Edge and Christian stuff. Then he's also got all of the uh, Randy Orton series, which is elite. He's got the Del Rio series, which is really good. Yeah. Uh, you know, even the stuff like with Swagger, like just like little things like that really hit. He's got all the money in the banks, which he's great in. He's in a bunch of those. Um, uh, I, I love his heel run, like in 05. I think he's really good. He was getting super over during that time period. Yeah. The only time he really stinks is post Edge and Christian with the crying and all that stuff. But even the team of storm is like fine. Um, the feudal yeah. booker is fine. Like he's just, he's always consistently just very good to, and then his peak stuff is great. Yeah. I would say that like the post edge and Christian breakup until the Chris Jericho stuff for me is the weakest part of his resume. Right. Th- that's the parts that I, when I, if I watch those, I kind of want to knock him off the list. Like I hate how he looks I, I find that like you're right. His feud with Booker's fine. It's good, but it, it's again, it's one of those ones that feels like it should be better. But maybe that's on Booker. Maybe that's not on mm-hmm. Christian, uh, or maybe Christian just hadn't figured out how to put it all together yet in terms of like. Right, I think that cool- comes a little bit later. I think to that point, he was still just a really good tag worker. Yeah. Um, and I think it's he does what some guys don't do later, right? Is that or even before that is that he does figure it out eventually how to work as a singles and become a star. Maybe it took going to TNA to really put it together. Um, but when he comes back from TNA from that run, he feels like a star and he has a series of star level performances. Yeah. And I can't say enough good things about that Orton series. Mm-hmm. So good. Uh, your 42. My 42 is flair. My 41 is Matt Hardy. We talked about him. He moved up eight for me. My 41 is Becky Lynch. Okay. My 40 was Owens. We talked about him and my 39 is Pat Patterson, uh, <laughs> who is up nine. I know he's not on your list, but no, we we kind of talked about it when we, we mentioned how you dropped him. Yeah, uh, my uh, forty is the Sheik. My thirty nine is Bailey. Okay, uh, my thirty eight, who I'm guessing you have higher, but we could talk about him if you want. He's down eight for me. Uh, that's Jake the Snake Roberts. I mean, he's still in time inside the top forty. I just think he misses a lot. Of, he's similar to DiBiase. He's got better stuff, but some of those blowoffs don't hit all the time. Uh, but I just find he's a better promo. His storylines are more engaging. He's more over with the crowd. I mean, a top 38 run for a guy that was never world champion that really doesn't have as long of a run as you would think he did. Um, yeah. You know, still still pretty good. So I had him at 28. I would have had him lower. But then when I when I went back and looked at him for the wrestler that was, which is in the archives, um, I, I came to the realization that, like, he's probably the best, maybe the best feud guy they've ever had. Mm. Every feud was so personal. Every feud built on the last one. It, like it all kind of works together. It's a lot like Randy Savage. He's like a lesser Randy Savage with yeah. that, but but it's still there, you know. And like I just find that at his peak, he he's legitimately one of the great, the single greatest performers. Like that whole that whole sequence with the fucking snake, and and biting Savage, not just for the insanity of what it is, but just how how he acts in that is like pure brilliance. Yeah. Like there's that shot of the snake with him kind of behind it smiling. Like, I mean, you don't get that with a lesser performer. No. And I really just think those feuds are so important because if you didn't like Hogan, you could get behind this dark motherfucker who carried snakes and maybe murdered people and broke their necks. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and then it was always so personal. It was like Rick Rude's trying to bang his wife. So he's going to kill him. DiBiase tries to murder him with money. You know, Rick Flair, uh, Rick Flair, Rick Martell tries to blind him. His pet gets killed, so he loses his mind. You know, like no, it all makes sense. He's one one of the guys, few guys whose entire career arc 
is like a story. And that's why he does sync up with Savage. Or Savage is the same way. Their whole run is a story that makes sense and evolves over the years. And you can see why everything builds on the X. And yeah, I yeah. think he's like the he's like the dark heavy metal to like the pop rock and roll of Hogan, right? So if you were that kid who wasn't into the glam rock of the eighties, but you were more into like the death metal or whatever else, you know, like you're gonna be into Jake over him, right? Like the yeah. horror movie to like the big um, you know. Uh, action movies right like that 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 was him to the hogan so oh absolutely and i mean just the fact that he's bringing the snake to the ring too like right it, it's just a really cool unique package on top and it's weird he's living in a cartoon world he's kind of a cartoon character because he's carrying a snake around in a giant bag right he's wearing snakes on his tights but then he's this like grounded real psychopath yeah agreed uh my 38 um one sh- sh- slot ahead of Bailey is Sasha Banks, up 30 spots. Right. I have her at 32, up 60 spots from 92. Jesus Christ. These women I just had her are... super low last time. I mean, they've had a great five years. I mean, all of them. Like, in 17, they were just getting there, right? Like, since then, they've made events in Manias. They've, do- they've had their own Rumbles, where they've been great in. They've uh, become superstars, like all yeah. of them during this time period. And she made a vent mania against, you know, put over Bianca in a great match. Yep. Yep. And I mean, look, like whenever they call on her to be a challenger, like I love the feud with Bailey and the Hell in a Cell with Bailey. I love the feud with her and Becky Lynch. And mm-hmm. I think it's a Hell in a Cell with Becky Lynch also. Yeah. I love when they throw her in there with Ronda Rousey. Like, I think that's a really underrated little match. And and then I've got nothing but great things to say about her uh, NXT series with, um, with Bailey. So, and I, and I mean, now she's becoming matches. like the best variants. Yeah, like she can do the hell, fair. they do the cell, do like the brawl, you know, like, like I think she's like the best at that varying up her matches. I think too, she might be the best of the horsewomen at incorporating her character into the matches. Right. So what I mean by that is like Becky Lynch, whenever like something goes wrong, there's always the like, like this, this, the wide eyes and the yeah, touching yeah. her mouth, like, 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 like a complete lunatic. But like that, that character hasn't changed depending if she's the man, if she's this or she's that. Sasha Banks as a heel is fucking mean. Mm-hmm. Like her pulling that girl's bonnet off in NXT and throwing it and like <laughs> right. laughing in her face as she cried. Like that's some pretty top level heel stuff. And she has that edge that the other four, the other three don't really have, I feel. All right, my 37 up 14 spots from 51 is Seamus. I have it 30. Yeah, I mean, he's awesome. We talked about the bar. I think he's definitely, I think he was at a tipping point. You know, I had him at 51 right in the middle in 2017. uh, And he's just continued to grow. Even something as stupid as a brawling brutes. They got fucking Ridge Holland who murdered Big E. And uh, he's done called butch like you know i mean like and he's making it work because he's so good it it, like still resonates so i think he's a guy that could have been easily typecast as triple h's buddy uh kind of stiff in the ring but what does he do besides deliver bangers like the walter (laughs) matches for on one end the daniel bryan matches on the other end of his career right and a bunch of good shit in between so yeah he might be the most underrated worker of all time 100 percent. like i I still think there are people that don't get it He's so freaking good. He's, I, I think he might be hurt by just not having the best character. Right. It's, it's like they tried, I think they tried too hard with him in 2012. I don't know if you remember when he turned, but like Mark Henry was like running through everybody. Like, who's going to stop him? And Seamus yeah. is just like, I'll fight him. Yeah. 
And that turned him face. And that was all we needed. We just needed this, this tough Irish motherfucker mm-hmm. to go out and brutalize people. And when it went beyond that, he became, oh, okay, Bertie. Oh, come at me, Bertie. When he's talking to Alberto Del Rio, you know, like, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, you know, so yeah, like, I, him as a less is more in terms of character, but there's no one now that I'd rather see in the ring than Sheamus. Who's your 37? Rey Mysterio. Okay, I have him at uh, 31, down from 19 last time. Down 19 spots for me. Okay, yeah, Yeah. he. uh, I had him high again. You want to say it's a will factor? You know he's great. He's still great, right? But he does have some down. Will had him number one. I know. Will. (laughs) Um, Obviously, still a great worker. I mean, tons of big time matches and feuds. He does have some down stretches in there, but I mean, he still can get it done. Like today, you know. Yeah, like. Obviously, an elite level worker, mm-hmm. right? I don't think he's had an elite, or, or he's right on the cusp of an elite level career, right? With WWF, yeah. I think he, I think he has an elite all level. in. He's top. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. If you're considering everything, yeah, he's maybe top five. You know, like, but just WWF, I think he's a bit past his prime at that point. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing because he's still great. I love the angle stuff early. I think he's always great in the ring, mm-hmm. but. Kind of a bomb on top, maybe pushed a bit beyond where he should be, um, and I think that ends up hurting him. I think if he was more in his niche, I think he'd have a way better career with a whole slew of greater matches. He's not going to great great matches out of Kane, right? right? But he's they didn't get have to- like some of the talent either, or they didn't care enough about some of the talent that could have had those matches with him during that time. Like it's almost like this empty cruiserweight run in 05, 06, or seven oh eight, where it's like they don't have guys to work them like versus like if he was in his prime maybe a little bit later he's fighting chavo every summer slam yeah it's enough enough with yeah chavo. but i mean they had like look they had them they had tajiri they had jamie mm-hmm. noble they had uh what's his and name? he has paul- great matches with them yeah yeah paul london like they just didn't care about the cruiserweight division and i think not caring about the cruiserweight division is easy to do when you have ray mysterio right because you don't have to build it up you can say well look, ray's there and he's great so yeah. let's just let him go all right, my 36 uh, is up 11 spots from last time. That's the British Bulldog. Oh, I have him at 34, up 10 spots. Yeah, I mean, lo- loads of tag stuff, great singles run, heart foundation, great in the ring, heel face, connection with the crowd. Uh, yeah, and right down to the Warlord series. You know, like He's got that really fun match. You'll get there, Undertaker at MSG. I think it's a 91. It's actually sneaky good. So mm-hmm. he's got some really good stuff. Yeah, uh, I didn't expect him to be to, to finish as high. Like I thought 43 was really high in 2017, but then when I started really putting him up against guys, I'm like, Whoa, like he's really got a lot, like a lot in the bank. He's there a long time and there's really not a lot of bad. All right. Who's your 36? Seth Rollins. Okay. We talked about him quite a bit. Yeah. Like we're good there. My 35, we just talked about Kofi Kingston moved up 54 spots. My 35 is Rob Van Dam. He's my 34 up nine. Yeah, mine. He's down one, so I had him thirty-four last time. Uh, I remember. I remember when Will was talking about Rey Mysterio, and the points he was making was, he's the best TV worker of all time. I think Rob Van Dam should be in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Like he, his moves are just he, he, he. Like his song is one of a kind, but it's right. it's exactly it really true. Yeah, yeah, I've never seen anybody. How does he take the DDT on his head? It's ridiculous. I, and even when he comes back, he's still great. Every time he comes back, like he still is the same fucking guy. Like it's ridiculous. 
And even like, I mean, I'm watching his ECW runs, making me appreciate him even more. Like his '97 so ECW was amazing. Um, he just he just resonates. Everything hits his mat. I'm always happy to see him come out. I'm never like, oh, Rob Van Dam match. I'm like, no. oh yeah, fuck yeah, Rob Van Dam match. Like when he shows up, I'm excited because it's gonna be clunky and messy and sloppy and fun. Someone might get a black eye. <laughs> And and that oh one run is freaking incredible. Like yeah, it's elite. that Jeff Hardy match at Invasion is criminally underrated. Yeah. The way he comes out and in what is it fifteen minutes kind of takes over the whole promotion for the next six months. I think he's one guy that really got hurt by WCW closing. Uh, mm-hmm. As big of a star as he is in WWF, I think he would have been like the guy in WCW because they had there was such a dearth of talent. They made Lance Storm. They made Lance Storm the guy. He would have naturally risen. I, I think there's a case to be made for him that he should have went there when everyone else was going there, like in '99, 2000. I think he could have mm-hmm. maybe really broke through, and then he might have been even more valued by WWF if he came from there, um, like like Benoit and those guys were. You think? Because I wonder. Because they hate WCW. They didn't hate ECW. I know, but it would have felt like maybe we can show you what we could have done. Um, I yeah. mean, he still gets a great run. I mean, he just—it was just bad yeah. timing. Just bad timing because the Austin and Rocks, like there was such top of mind. It was like, I mean, look, he's—he's he's coming in when they're loaded with these megastars in this insane run. So, but he's still—you're right. But he, they're loaded with these megastars. But he's, he's still, still super over. Yeah, he's as over as any of them. It's yeah. the Triple H return that fucks him. Right. Yeah, because if, if that isn't slotted for WrestleMania 18, I mean, how do you not do Rob Van Dam? Yeah. Based on the 2001 run. They could have just kept two titles. They had it instead of doing the Undisputed and still had them win. Yeah. All right. Uh, so my 34 is RVD. Who's your 34? Davey. All right. 33 for me. Up three is Bobby the Brain Heenan. Talked about it a bit. I just think he's the greatest manager of all time. He bumps, he works. We talked a little bit about maybe factoring some of the commentary and the work that they do there. Big part, Ric Flair getting over as a super heel. Um, you could argue he's actually Hogan's feud for like four or five years, right? Yeah, I think that's your best. That's the best. Uh, that's one of the best arguments I've ever heard you make was yeah. when you described how he was the primary antagonist for Hogan. Uh, it's in the archives and I don't want to keep referencing back, but like it was legitimately a great, a great argument that was very- From amazing. 86 to 88, he's Hogan's top foe um yeah. it's, he's a king he's the kingpin right like so he's he may be sending guys out but he's the guy pulling the strings and then he's like warriors feud from 88 to like 90 like you yeah. know that's he's and then he's boss man's feud like he drives those feuds those feuds are with bobby heenan not with guys in his stable right like they're with bobby yeah. heenan um which is what makes it so great so uh all right who's your 33 33 sammy zane uh, okay. i mean Talk all-time great face all-time he he keeps going he's moving up this list my 32 is Sasha. My 31 is Ray. We talked about both of them. Okay, so my 32, down 12 spots, um, is Eddie Guerrero. Okay. That, again, I think I love Eddie Guerrero. I just think that I, I just struggle to – all at this point, from this point on, it's like I just struggle to put him ahead of guys that I have ahead of him, right. which is going to sound insane when I tell you that my 31 is Triple H. So – my 30 is Triple H. I moved him up 10 from his customary 40 spot. Uh, I, I His 08 has really won me over. Uh, I think he's actually overlooked for that run. I think he was oh, really over as a face. I think he was yeah. actually kind of selfless as well during that run. 
And that let's WrestleMania. Not, 20... Let's not go crazy. Uh, he's not oh, bad yes. in that run. He puts guys over. He's doing different things. The O, the WrestleMania 25 match isn't as bad as you think. It's just the wrong match at the wrong time. I think of all those right. egregious made events, it's maybe the least egregious, honestly. That and Jericho are probably the least. Um, I have Eddie at 27, so I moved him down nine from 18 uh, right. based on conversations we had. I, I think he's uh, still great. I think he belongs ahead of Ray. I had him ahead of Ray last time too, but I think he belongs. I think he's a better version of Ray um, because I think he's got the more emotional connection and storylines. Like we talked about Jake and Savage. I think he's like their emotional grand, great grandson. I just think he doesn't have the run uh, because he passes away. Right. If he sticks around and is around for another 10 years, I think he's a guy that's always around and having like, he's like, he gets pulled into these stories and comes back as a legend and does different stuff that would have hit. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I buy it. I buy it 100%. I mean, it feels dirty putting Triple H ahead of him, but I think I, I agree with you that like the 08 run is quite good. I st- wish he would have put over Jeff Hardy a little earlier than he did. Right. Um, like I, I think it's the October show where they fight. Yeah, that could have been the one. And it's a legit. Then Edge gets in the mix. Yeah, and but it's you know legit- what? The- yeah, God, I'm sorry. Well, I was just gonna say it's a legit great match as it is with Hardy and Triple H, but like I don't know, it just felt like. They were so ready for Jeff Hardy then. I know. The Edge thing doesn't hurt too bad because if you watch that whole run, he's just as involved with Edge as Triple H, right? So it's like him beating both of them to finally win wasn't like the worst thing, honestly. But he um, pins Edge, right? Yeah, he pins Edge, which is of course he does. still fine. I know, but like in the construct of watching that year, it's again like some of the least egregious Triple H stuff because he is – putting him i don't know it's, yeah but of course it's the least egregious because you're comparing it to all this other bullshit I know, right I know. like it's like well, saying yeah. like you know jeffrey Dahmer wasn't that bad compared to stalin all right i have triple h at 30 we talked about that and i have jeff hardy yeah. at 29 uh okay. down two but still super high like still a mega star all the stuff we talked about with matt at a higher yeah. level i have a plus the 08 or nine so I have him at 27, which is exactly where he was in 2017. Yeah. I, yeah. Just something incredible about him. And I think that like, you know, all the guys, Edge, Christian, the Hardys, the Dudleys, they get, you know, all the credit in the world for mm-hmm. those, that great series of matches. And I don't just mean the TLCs, like they have a bunch of tag matches yeah. too that are incredible, but I don't think any of that is nearly as good without Jeff Hardy. No. And I think you could pull other pieces out and I think you could pull, edge out put someone else in his place you know right. and it would still be good i think jeff hardy is that 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 lock that like, he's got the of... taker match he's got the rvd matches <sighs> yeah like, so he's got a lot um all right so who's your your 30 Did we do my that? 30 seamus okay we talked about him who's your 29 yeah. 29 is up eight slots and that is sergeant slaughter okay i have him at 25 uh i had him up down one from last time okay uh totally totally uh rose on my list because of the msgs 84 he's like the hottest act in the world all-time great match with the sheik he's great as a heel before that i love the series with backland and i like i like the desert storm stuff i mean i'm canadian so i didn't give his a fuck 91 is yeah, man, his 91 is great like all that hogan stuff is really good they just bought SummerSlam. yeah if they don't do that he's fine and then he even the commissioner stuff he's pretty good um you know he's a big part of get austin over feuding with dx he's like the dx's first real feud outside of yeah. brett you know what i mean so like that's a big part of getting them established so no he's i mean he's a talker works as a super face as a super heel he's he's definitely one of those he's a top 25 for me it's a gi joe yeah 
Um, all right, my 28 is Christian. We talked about him. I had him dead yeah. even his last time. My 27 was Guerrero. Uh, what do you got in those spots? My 28 is Jake, and my 27 is Jeff Hardy. Okay, we talked about both of them. 26, we have not talked about yet. Uh, that is Charlotte Flair, uh, oh. up from 54. So my top-rated female worker. She is also my top-rated female worker, up 42 slots. Uh, excuse me, 43 slots. I have her at number 20. She yeah. is in my top 20. And I think she is as integral to the women's division as almost any wrestler has ever been for the company. Yep. And what I mean by that is like without Hogan, the, the WWF doesn't exist, right? right? Without Austin, it dies to WCW. I think without Charlotte, the women's ends up just still being the Bellas and Kelly Kelly. And I think she's such a game changer. She's so good. She is so so fucking good she's so legitimate um every part of her just screams superstar mm-hmm. and i mean yes i get upset when i see the flashes of her father in her face it's like you know like i'm like oh wow she's you know she's pretty hot oh no wait a minute there's that's rick flair you know um but i don't know man like she's a legit she's a legitimate great worker with mm-hmm. no asterisks yeah none yeah none yeah. She's put on matches as good as anyone in company yeah. history. And it's funny. It's crazy that she's the highest ranked, but I still think Bailey and Sasha have her beat for best match. Right. But she's just got so much volume. And I, I was talking to, I think it was Ryan. He was kind of comparing her to Cena, mm. but I feel that like, she doesn't have the bad of Cena. No. And she has none of the low and she always delivers. Always like Cena doesn't always deliver. He's got probably the most four star matches ever, but he doesn't always deliver. He's more like Warrior. (laughs) (laughs) He's got the hair, the fucking hair. All right, my twenty five was Slaughter. Yeah. Um, my twenty six. We didn't do my twenty six, which is AJ Styles. Okay, I'm at twenty four, down two. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I kept wanting. I kept thinking because he only moved up two slots from 2017 and he's someone who I assumed would yes. move up even more. Disappointing. I think in 17, I would have thought, Oh, this guy will be top 15 at least top 10. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's such a bratty thing to say, but he's one of the most disappointing guys ever for me. Yeah. And I love his work. Yeah. It's just, no, I love him. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's just disappointment. Uh, it's, it's just, well, he's almost like a modern day of like rude in those guys at this point where, you know, but he's also old. like, he didn't get in until he was almost no. 40. Right. It's like, you just came in late. So it's amazing. He had what he had honestly early on. And now he's in maintenance mode. Right. He just kind of turns out really yeah. good matches consistently. He's never really disappointing, but you wanted like those five stars. That's what you thought you get. Well, the scale is also completely unfair for him. Correct. Like yeah. with Ted DiBiase, I'm like, if he could have a three and a half star match, I'd yeah, be yeah. fucking thrilled. Whereas with um, with AJ, it's like, oh, it's not four stars. Right. <laughs> All right. So that was your – who's your 25? 26. 25 is Batista. All right. I have him at 22, up okay. four. Uh, up mega one. star, superstar. Even the stuff I thought was historically not great has held up much better than I thought. Like his 07, yeah. his 08. I love him in 08. He's awesome. Despite all the title matches, like he just delivers all every time. Um, and I thought that was like a down year for him, but it really isn't like he's, he's consistently good outside of the stupid Umaga match at mania. Um, I find him to be an enjoyable piece of every card and his heel turns great. I think his return is underrated. Um, his bad, worst matches is the last one. And 
who can blame him at that point? I mean, oh, he got sucked like, into I'm... the Triple H vanity vortex. Yeah, we're pulling nose rings out of his nose, and like yeah. he can't even step in the ring; he's tripping and falling. Right? So yeah, he's just cooked by that point. How excited could he be? Why did he want that match in a storyline? Like, yeah, why did he come? Sense. He already defeated that guy like a, a billion times. Right? Yeah. So stupid. Fuck Triple H. Um, you're 24. All right, my 24. Talk about AJ Styles. My 23. I have a 24 is, too, by the way. Oh, he's your 24. Ric Flair. Okay. You want to talk so, about him? I mean, he's Flair. Yeah. The only thing I'm going to say is that if you're if you're of the mind that he's no good post 2001, you're wrong. And I, I'm not saying you're that, but go back and watch it. Like he is, he's not Ric Flair from 1992, but I mean, he's still putting out classics. Yeah. He's still a great character. He's still a fine worker. Triple H series is great. <laughs> Sean Nash is great at the end. When I rewatched that cage match from Tabu Tuesday, um, I, I, I was like, it has to, for me, it was like, it has to be five. Like it was that good and yeah. that intense. And that run is seven years. Yeah. It's a seven year run. So it's not nothing. Yeah, edge so, stuff then, is good. Yeah. No, there's a lot of really good stuff in there. Um, no, he's one of the best of all time. I, I mean, I'm probably still a little low on him. I mean, I, whatever, what did I have him at 42? So yeah. Thousands. He's great. Uh, all right, my twenty-three is up from fifty-five last time. That's Randy Orton. Ooh, I have him at seventeen. Yeah, he's twenty-four. He's sneaky great. I feel like he's a guy where like his reputation has just been so beaten down, but it's like you're missing all the great stuff that he no, has. No. It's consistent. Tim thinks we're too low. <laughs> it's it, fuck. He's good. Like, and like you, I don't know, man. I didn't appreciate him the first time around. Like, I, I think he got lumped in with the, uh, Oh, we're sick of Cena. We're sick of Orton. We're sick of it. And there's that little mini stretch in like 13, 14, where everyone wants Brian and he's in the way, but fuck. I mean, he's coming off the Christian style. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, what, what everything is consistently so good. Yeah, and even now he's great now. Mm. Oh yeah, like he—he's just become this guy who, like everybody, almost universally loves. Mm-hmm. Consistently puts out great matches. Great at telling stories for the most part. Great at slithering like a snake. He looks like, like he's, a fucking snake. He looks like a fucking snake. His 08 is elite. Uh, 07, oh, yeah. 08 into 09 is just like unbelievable character work, in ring work. Um, his 04 or 05 was really good, even despite the botched push. His rise up the card is so good. Um, and then everything else is fucking gravy after that. Like, I mean, he's got did so many just, stuff with Brian is great. Like, he's just got so much good stuff. Did you just do his pose? Like, you were so excited about him? Like, um, yeah, no, great stuff. I'm not a fan of the current mustache, but that's my biggest I hope he's not done. He deserves, like, a final run. Hopefully he's not cooked. My only my only issue with him at all is I am not a fan of any of the Cena matches. Right. And he spends a lot of time with Cena. Yeah, I'm, we're getting at 09 in PTB, so I'm curious to see how that goes. Right. All right, who's your 23? The ultimate warrior. I cannot believe I have him higher than you. I have him at 21. He's up two for me. Big match superstar. Uh, always yeah. delivers in the big spots. Captivating character. I think he's underrated because people just think he's just a bum who can work, but he, he's not carried in those matches. Nope. He carries recruit. Uh, he is toe to toe with Hogan at WrestleMania. His match with Savage to me is a top two all time. 
Yeah. I love it. His... SummerSlam 92 match. Honky. Five stars. You know, it's like his real only kind of stinker on a big show is rude at SummerSlam 90, but even that's fine. It's not even a stinker. I, yeah, it's I just fine. I, I feel I have that at like three stars. You know, like yeah. I think it's his return that kind of hurts him a little bit, but even then it's short. You get him eight. Such a good moment. I know. And WrestleMania 12 is such a good fucking moment. And that return's he, not even that bad. He's fine in those, that stuff. Like it's, it's really not that bad. Or just, it's the I gold dust match. It's the gold. And even that it's like, whatever. I mean, gold is injured. You write it off. It's like, yeah. you know, they had to do a fuck fest because gold got hurt. It's like, whatever. Could have just done anything else. But the I build to that was good. It was fine yes. on TV. I like the Lawler match. Actually. I think it's fun. I think yeah, Lawler's quite good in it. Oh, when he puts those two fucking knees in Triple H's chest, <laughs> puts his arm in the air. Oh, it's the fucking best. You never gravy at that point, anyway. You're never gonna get that catharsis on Triple H again. Andre, the Andre stuff is fun. Oh yeah, yeah, that's great. No, he's up there. Him and Batista are similar to me. I have him back to back. I have Batista 22, Ultimate Warrior 21. To me, they're like versions of each other. Batista's got the longer run, and and but Warrior's like peak is insane. So like the two of them feel like they fit together um yes yeah. jenny it is a warrior love fest in 2022 um plus the fact that he died after he returned now, yeah. like i feel like that's underrated in history like this dude was gone for like a pariah for 20 years finally returns has a big moment and then dies the next day like it's fucking insane his heart it's explodes the most insane thing in wrestling history <laughs> this fucking guy literally died the day after he's like, this is the end. <laughs> and he, yeah, he's talking about it being the end. Yeah, that's what Marcus is saying. Like, it's crazy. He called his own child. Like, it's fucking nuts. It's every one day, everyone will breathe their last breath tomorrow did. for me. Yeah. Like, when, it was the most surreal moment ever when Triple H tweeted, like, rest in peace, Ultimate Warrior. It's like, wait, wait a minute. What? Like, I we couldn't are... even process what just happened. He was just on Raw, like, the day before. We are... He's wearing a mask instead of paint. We, we all rushed to our phones to be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. He's dead. Right. It was insane. It was just insane. Um, all right, my tw- uh, who's your 22 and 21? 22, Chris Jericho. All right, I have him at 18, down to down. I, I mean, me. uh, like, what are we missing? Like, I just watched the Legends match at WrestleMania 25, it's awesome. Like, he's just such a great worker. His OE is just top notch stuff. Yeah, uh, a guy that consists, he, he's we just talked about like consistency, like, right? Uh, that's him, like, he's always consistent, very few bad things, maybe not as much great as some of the other folks but like he's always just right in that three to four range on everything yeah and then the constant changing and then mm-hmm. he does go up like there is there is a a, a, a jump up for him oh yeah it, the sean style. i mean yes yes it's, yeah it's not bereft no. of it i mean he's got some down i think I, I think all those returns in the 2010s get like lost at times like all right the fandango thing like the bray match socks like there's some stuff in there that's yeah. kind of shitty but then he's got some great stuff like the list of jericho and like all that Festival stuff of friendship the end. Yeah, like all that stuff is great. So, yeah, I mean, he's Chris Jericho. He's... Greatest debut of all time, too. Yeah, going towards with The Rock. All right, so he's 18 for me. Who's your 21? 21. Oh, God, I can't. I don't want to fucking say this because it's about to upset some people. Roman Reigns is 21. All right, I have him at 20. Okay. So he's up, up 12 for me. He's up 21 for me. I mean, I don't know how you deny it at this point. Like, No, he's great. Great character run, great in ring. He's really pulled it together. Like he's a guy that was teetering, but even his, even when he was hated, it's an in the moment hatred. When you go back and watch a lot of that stuff, like it's, 
it's still really good. You know what I mean? Like it's just there is a, a dip in there, like around the Taker match and some of that, where it was almost becoming a self fulfilling prophecy, where everyone hated on him so much that he just like became shitty for a bit. But he bounced back post cancer. I feel that there's too many instances in that in that period where he gets lazy in the ring. Right. There's there's a lot. Yes, he had cancer. Okay. Lots of people have fucking cancer. Okay. We don't have to fucking put beads on them. Not everyone comes back to have an elite pro wrestling run, though, after having it. Well, Mario Lemire won the scoring title. No, um, no, uh, I think there's too many instances in that where he, um, where he, he's, he's a bit lazy in the ring. Then there's great matches like with AJ Styles. I think it's hard to rank him higher for me, though, when so much of that run didn't land. Yeah. And it was, it's not like it didn't land in the mid card. It didn't right. land, and the whole promotion was built around it. Yeah, it does so, have all the shield stuff, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would say like 2012, 2014. They fucked it. it, it that's when they fucked up. Yeah. It's it, it's it's they. We've talked about this ad nauseum, but it, it, the idea that like when the shield broke up, he was a main eventer, and the other two weren't for no reason. That fucked him because he didn't have any sort of an organic uh, rise. It just became, well, he's a main eventer now. And now he's he's doing this and suffering succotash and he's he's happy and he's he's showing up on NXT and everybody's booing him. And I just wish oh man, I, I hope I hope that the bloodline goes back to the personal stuff. Right. Because man, that Jey Uso stuff was so we may with the rock. Weird. I mean, that could come in. Yeah. I just feel like the run for me, as great as it's been, it's just left me wanting more. Right, because because it's never been as great as that first part. The match for me still hit for the most part. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. He's Him still Cena was great. Yeah, he's got it figured out now. He's got it figured out. Right, the uh, Brock match of Mania kind of stunk, but there was the injury. I mean, not uh, no, was it? Yeah, Mania, right? Was the disappointing one. Yeah. So what I don't like now is that I found when they first started him on this heel run, he was a legitimate tough heel who won by being stronger than everybody else. Right. Like he'd, he'd pummel you with the forearms until you he'd guillotine you and choke you out. And there was no cheating necessary. Yeah. I feel now he's veered a bit too much into the typical heel who needs to cheat to win. Right. And what made the, 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 the tribal chief so exciting for me is that, okay, like I legitimately believe that this guy is this tough. And could legitimately hurt you. See, I think the way they're playing it, and maybe it's just not resonating, is that he, yeah, he's still that guy, but he doesn't have to do his own work. Like he's got this family that he's gonna have do his dirty work, and he can just get away with it until he needs to. Because like at SummerSlam, he he just got it done when he needed to and beat Brock, right? Like so, when he needs to get it done, he gets it done. Well, the family was there too at SummerSlam. Yeah, but I feel like it wasn't as direct. Well, the, the, the tractor, well, that was mired in a tractor. Yeah. Um, like, or like, you know, for instance, the Seth Rollins stuff at the beginning of the year, he's got him in that right. guillotine and like he's saved because the ref drops Rollins hand on the ropes. Right. And it's like, just let him fucking win. Yeah. It's Seth Rollins. He's going to bounce back. Like, all right. Anyway. All right. So that's my 20. Who's, uh, who's my 20, 20 Charlotte. Okay. We talked about her. Here we go. My 19 down from number five. <gasps> John Cena, uh, I'm, I don't think we need to get into this whole thing. If you go back to our most recent episode of No Holds Barred covering GWE, we spent a ton of time on Cena and why he has dropped 
um, actively hurt pushes of certain guys, longer stretches of downtime than you may think, even during the time where he's considered a super worker. Uh, I still love the guy. I think he's underrated historically. I think I had him overrated in 2017, almost as part, maybe a backlash to like him being over, like considered overrated. Right. I think I overreacted a bit. I think top Mm -hmm. 20 feels better than like a top five guy because he does have so much down um, and does actively hurt a lot of acts. Nexus, uh, Wyatt, Owens, like Rusev, like all those guys he neutered during that time. Big Cass. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Big Cass. Uh, So anyway, still Uh, a top 20 all time, but closer to Reigns and Warrior Batista to me than top like Hogan, Austin, those guys. Guess what? Number 19 for me also. Down from number eight. And I think it's funny that I have seen at 19, Charlotte at 20, and Roman at 21, who are arguably the three most heavily pushed people ever. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Cena, to me, was the – even – well, Cena was, like, the first time that, like, the company didn't allow the backlash to actually dictate the the company. And Roman was the first – Big, big, big top guy that wasn't organically chosen by the fans. Right. And I think it's no surprise that we're in this era where they struggle with baby faces when these are your models. All right. 18. Daniel Bryan. All right. I have him at 11. All right. Up two from last have time. Down two from seven. Uh, down one from 17. He's still awesome. I feel like his uh, hemp brain is like lost to time, but it was like just during like a weird stretch, but he was still great in that run. Well, it's shorter. Um, it's shorter than you think too, right? Right. It's really only five months. Yeah. And he's had some great matches in AEW, but I'll tell you what, I mean, everyone was clamoring for him to leave to get this great, wonderful push and be a top guy. Like, I don't know. It hasn't materialized for me. In AEW. Like, I don't think he's getting treated that much differently besides maybe he gets a chance to go out there and have great matches a little bit. But more. I, but that's the difference, yeah. right? Like that's the difference in the WWF. Unless you're the the top push guys, you're not getting sent out to do those matches. He right? could have went to NXT and did it. I, it wouldn't have been the same. Like I know. I, th- I think there was. Uh, I think that the lineup of guys that he that that is most interesting for him to fight. It has nothing yeah, to do with AEW being. Yeah, like I mean, him and Kenny Omega. Like that, that, it was time. It was time for him to go. Yeah. Like, and it, it, yeah, it's just what it is. Uh, but his WWF career is incredible. The Cena match alone is like a top, I don't know. It could be a top five. I think I have a top are. five. Yeah. He's got Wyatt's best singles match. Yeah. And that's a miracle. Yeah. I mean, fuck, like a four star match with him with no gimmicks. Yeah. Uh, and what super he does over. For I mean, I think just think of what he did for the, with the crowds, you know? Yeah. And, and I mean, look, he, look what he did for Kofi. Great match with him too. The the match with uh, Punk is great. Like, there's just so many upon 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 upon. He's he's in the conversation as best worker of all time in the company. My 18 was Jericho. We talked about him. My 17 once uh, dropping five spots from last time is CM Punk. He's my 17 as well. Down three. Uh, maybe the most consistent guy ever in the company in terms of like match output and at his peak, um, a truly transcendent superstar that they just didn't go with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's got loads of great matches. Uh, not really too much down. It's just dependent on where he was on the card and what he was given to work with. But even when he's not like, he's still 
churns out some good stuff, even in those early years, uh, 07, 08, when he's not really super focused. And legit good at everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, My 16, which I I, I meant before, is Randy Orton. Randy Orton's 16. He's not 17. Okay. Kurt Angle's my 16, down just one. Uh, Great worker, tons of great feuds, one of my all-time favorites. Face, heel, does it all, gets over. I think maybe his run's a little short, a little bit longer. Maybe he climbs a little bit more. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but still a top end guy for me. Yeah, I have him 15. So one spot after, down three spots. I love Kurt Angle. Uh, on the short list of my personal favorite guys of all time, which is no surprise considering you and I are the same person. Um, but yeah, just, you know, what, what can I say? It's Kurt Angle. We know what we're dealing with here. All right. My 15s, Bob Backlund down five from last time. So here's your influence, my friend. Bob Backlund is 14 for me. Okay. I knocked him down. Uh, I had him at seven in 2017, so seven slots. But when we were talking, I had him ahead of a bunch of guys, and the more I bounced it around, ah, he's got to drop a bit. Yeah, I just it's, right. Just some of that top end stuff just isn't really there with him. Um, but you're giving him a lot of credit for that run. I mean, it exists, of course. Um, and there's some great stuff in there, but it's a long run, like where it's not some not all of it's great. Tears. Yeah, no. and, and then uh, you know, obviously his little brief bounce in '94 is awesome, but he's got the whole '93, which is kind of so. I mean, I think fit, top 15 is pretty fucking good for him. That's I think thought. it's fair. All right, my 14. This is your influence up from 20. Uh, is the Undertaker for me? Nice, nice. Well, look, I have him currently at eight, uh, but for the same reasons we talked about in our in our most recent episode. So yeah, I think we're gonna buzz them. through some of this top end. We did talk about it. We all just talked time. about yeah. it. Yeah, it's just to see where they landed. Uh, but oh, it's cool. He moved him up. Uh, that's neat. Um, yeah, bad top attraction of all time, probably. Uh, my number thirteen. Is that where we're at? Yep. Thirteen. Mick Foley. Uh, okay. down two slots from 11 in I am at 10 up to uh I, I think he's to me he's like a I, I like a him and Jericho kind of similar and I think he's better than Jericho I think his higher end stuff like resonates more yeah. uh, one of the greatest fan connections of all time I mean just even like 96 just carries all that stuff on Undertaker he's he's probably the workhorse MVP of 96 97 you get the dude love stuff which is really good um and that's probably his weakest year and he's still like super over doing all that stuff 98 uh heel dude love is awesome you got the hell in a cell you got the stuff with kane 98 is um, huge yeah then you got all the stuff with the rock into 99 which is great like just top end and even his comeback oh four is awesome you know like, like this so many good things in there. His commentary roles you know run is pretty good um he's just super beloved super over at all times yep yep sneaky sneaky all-time great career all right my 13 again you help Help push me on this one up eight from 21. That's Andre the Giant. Nine for me, but again, like him and Taker are going to be back to back. So I think it's good you have. I think it makes sense. Yeah. Um, just a special performer. Yeah. Again, we just talked about him. All right. Uh, my 12 up five from last time, Roddy Piper. Hey, my 12 also, uh, up eight, uh, for he was 20 last time. So yeah, like, I, just absolute fire as a heel mm-hmm. like they hated this man like and i don't know if it was the kilt that made them angry <laughs> or the bagpipes that make everybody angry but like just everything about him was designed to make you angry and he was so good at it that they yeah. started cheering him despite not really changing anything right 
And, and when he says, like, Hogan without me, it wouldn't be you, it's true. Like, I mean, I don't know if he, Hogan rises to that next level without a heat magnet like Piper to push and push and push. And the T stuff is super edgy. Adonis feud is great. You know, he dips a little bit in that 89, 90 face run, but then he's the stuff of Virgil's really good. The Brett match is awesome. I, I think his commissioner run in 96 is good. His return to WrestleMania 19 is awesome. Uh, he's really good at that WrestleMania 25 match actually. <laughs> uh, like, so he's got some good stuff and I'm watching his WCW 96 and he's actually been awesome. And I know it doesn't count for this, but um, he's fantastic there too. So, I mean, 85 to 87 alone would probably have him like top 20, honestly, <laughs> everything else on top of that is pretty, pretty much a bonus. Yeah, I mean, I I don't even know if I considered his post eighty seven stuff really. Yeah, like maybe it's the reason he's not higher. Like, yeah, possible. Uh, all right, who's your twelve? Twelve is Piper. Okay, that's right. Uh, my eleven, we just talked about Daniel Bryan. My ten is McFoley. Okay, my eleven, just a smidge outside the top ten, and this is not done out of spite. Brett the Hitman Hard. I am at nine. I had him at nine last time. Okay, I had him at 14 last time. So I moved him up. I did move him up. But, I mean, it's Brett. He's great. Uh, the best worker of all time. If it's not Daniel Bryan, it's Bret Hart. Um, great baby face. Great heel. Um, just an incredible technician. A great storyteller. Um, the only ding I, 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 I have from him is he's, there's times where he's not as exciting. And that ends up lending itself to sometimes boring matches, but they're few and far between. And as much as I give him, I'm only going to ever say this once. As much as I give him shit on this podcast, I actually really love Bret Hart. I think he's great. Um, just an all-time performer. All right. Uh, my number 10 was Foley. This is why I don't fucking say nice things, by the Who's way. Who's your 10? Who's your 10? The 10, the guy who deserves to be above Brett. Keep, keep, uh, keep recording, by the way. The guy who deserves to be above Bret Hart, and that's the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. The icon, the main event. I have been number eight, so I also have one above Bret Hart. Uh, sorry, Marcus. Yeah. But, I mean, Shawn, to me, just it's the second chapter for him that, that really does it. If, yeah. if, we, if we both end in that 97 to early 98, I think Bret probably tops him. But, I mean, how do you not add on Shawn's eight year run when he comes back that has a bunch of great stuff. Yeah. Well, you're just a spiteful, bitter person. And Brett doesn't have much on the front end before Sean. They're in there like the same time, you know, and then Sean has a soul of the career. It tells you just how much we value Brett that they're even one apart. Given Sean's entire other back end is all this stuff. And most of it resonates and is really good. I think I'd make the, I think I'd make the argument that I think up until 97, it's, it's actually quite close. I like, think I, I, I don't read a little bit higher. Um, well, I don't know. I think it's, cl- I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Sean's I got more that. bullshit in there, but Brett's 96 is sneaky bad. Uh, I'm sorry. Like even his comeback, like the Austin match was great, but I just watched a Sid match in your house. This time was kind of whatever. And don't tell me it's Sid because Sean just had a great match with him the month before. Right. Yeah. So I made mean, him still working the rust off a little bit, but what's the fucking orange. Why does he have orange on his uniform all of a sudden? Uh, he didn't though at that match. I think that's only survivor series. It's only survivor series. I know. All right. So my nine was Brett. My eight was Sean. Uh, Sean moved up, moved back one. Actually, he moved down three for me. Okay. Uh, so who's your, where, I don't know where I was your nine. Um, my nine is Andre moving up 11 spots. 
Okay. Uh, and my eight is Undertaker moving up six, uh, sorry, seven spots. Okay. My seven who flipped with Sean is the greatest heel of all time. That's Vince McMahon. He's my uh, seven also. I mean, this was like a contentious point. And other people that don't believe he belongs on this list, but I don't care. Like he's the greatest heel character of all time. Uh, he is, uh, has a great matches up and down the, I mean, he's got a loads of great big time matches. He's part of the biggest storyline of all time with Austin McMahon. Without him, it does not work. Um, yeah, no. down toward the end, probably too much, but whatever. Like even, even toward the end, when he show up, would still be compelling at times. With Kevin Owens head butted him and different stuff like that, like still worked. You know. You know what's crazy? He has like one really bad match, and it's against Bret Hart. Ah, what a surprise! It's fucked up the way that works, eh? Mm. And he is an incredible match at WrestleMania 22 <laughs> with Shawn Michaels. Nuts. I, I don't know. I don't know if that tells us anything about the whole project. It's possible. And I'm not even counting any of Vince's commentary and all that stuff. I know it's not like everyone's bag, but he is yeah. great when he's solo, like in, early, in the early 80s. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a fan of him because I just grew up with him in, in the 90s, so whatever. But, I mean, his run, he'd be in the spot from 98 to – or 97 to, like, if he was done in, like, 06. If that Sean match ended his career. Sean kills him? Right. That would still be, like, an elite – career and then everything else on top of it is like kind of whatever but even better than sean killing him would be god striking him dead <laughs> yes. at backlash it should just happen now probably all right uh who's your seven? Oh, vince okay seven my vince. six is is the biggest riser of the top here i guess he kind of took cena's spot he went up from 11 to six for me that's brock lesnar yeah that's my uh, six yeah you definitely helped influence that i was underrating him and his, what he brings to the table uh arguably you can look at this list and say he's the best of all these guys to come. I just don't think he's a bigger star than them. But you could argue he's the best in the ring of all these guys to come ahead of him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, he's special performer. Always, always kills it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I, when I think of – he's got to be – he's got to be one of those guys that's just – you just think of when you think of WWE now yeah. because he's just so – entrenched in that and has carried the company for over 10 years now and it's crazy that he left for eight and then all of a sudden he's been back 10 years as like a megastar yeah. and his great first match back was great and he hasn't stopped nope he had a little bump. Triple H. <laughs> oh god thank god he didn't fight brett uh all right number five he is up one spot from last time he took cena's spot that's the rock yeah i got him at five also okay and he was five for me last time also yeah he's the rock uh, number four stays number four for me. That's Bruno San Martino. Number four for me, my friend, down three spots is the Macho Man Randy Savage. I can't believe you did it. Well, because I'm honest. Bitch. I'm honest about the I'm project. honest too. <laughs> Bru- where's Bruno for you? Three? Three. Bruno's three. Yeah, Bruno's Bruno. Uh, here's my change at the top. I flipped Austin and Hogan. I had Hogan two and Austin three last time. I flipped them around. I just like Austin more. I just like watching Austin more. Uh, I love Hogan, like in the especially in the early to mid eighty run there, like eighty five to eighty nine. He's great. I think he's diminishing returns a bit after that. He's still super over, but I, I think Austin is less formulaic for me. I find his brawls to be hotter. I find the promos, the segments to be better. Austin McMahon's like my favorite feud. Austin uh, Hart Foundation's like my favorite feud. So like he's got all that stuff. Um, him coming back and having that match with Owens, like after all this time off, like adds to the legacy to me. Like that was a great mania moment and match. He's super over every time he comes out, like no matter what. Um, so to me, he, he passes Hogan 
for me. It's it's close. They're like two, two, two A. You could argue they're one B and one C, and it's all tight. But look, I think when you're when you're look, my two is Austin, my one is Hogan. But I think when you're when you're dealing with those two, it's it, it's just going to come down to right. preference. Yeah. One built the company, one saved the company, right? They're both these transcendent stars, you know. Like I mean, Hogan, I I, I would have Austin and Savage ahead of my if it's my personal favorite wrestlers, right? right. But yeah, I mean, everything you said about Austin could just as easily be twisted to support yeah, no, Hogan. Sure. The promos, the feuds, the the importance, the charisma, the the frenzy, the pure frenzy that he would whip a crowd into, and not that Austin couldn't. I, again, I think it's a toss up between the two, but I'm going to lean Hogan um, as the the guy who the whole company is built on, and really the guy who pro wrestling is built on. Right. All right. So my number one stay is Macho Man. Uh, I think he just has the most emotional intense feuds of anyone his career arc is like wonderful in the WF. like he starts he's you know abusive to elizabeth he's this angry jealous piece of shit he comes around and figures it out but doesn't really change like he just kind of it's almost a convenient change for him right to become world champion and he's buddy with hogan but he comes jealous like almost immediately of hogan uh he that jealousy breaks him uh, he ends it with Elizabeth. He ends it with Hogan. He snaps. He finds this fucking maniacal new girlfriend that he has this rebound that all his friends are telling him is fucking insane, but he doesn't care. She's great in bed. She's insane, right? Like all this stuff. Uh, he snaps she out of that. He sucks a mean <laughs> Right? Well, I mean, this is what it feels like, right? He like he, he rebounds off his like high school sweetheart with this fucking crazy chick. And then uh, as soon as the money wagon runs out, she dumps him. He has this heartbreaking loss at WrestleMania, but ends up being this wonderful moment because he reunites with his true love. They get married. He gets dragged back into the war by this fucking maniac. Uh, Then he's done with Jake, but hey, lo and behold, in comes Ric Flair, and all of a sudden he's like saying he slept with his wife. Now he's pissed at him. Uh, He has this epic feud with Flair, and then his, you know, he's just kind of ready to retire. But then in comes Crush, his buddy. Uh, it's like a Tommy Gunn situation where he turns on him. So he's going to go to the corral one more time, knock off Crush and right off into the sunset. It's just like this wonderful arc storyline. Never came never came back and sullied it, right? So, yeah, he might not have come back to add to it, but he also never came back and had the, this, you know, slowest uh, match at the end where he's, like, dragging. He never came back and had that. He just has this tight nine-year run that's like perfectly woven and told he's got some great matches involved Every, all the emotion to all those storylines is great and yes jenny his biggest feud is with pussy um across the board so two pussies three really liz savage uh sherry and then hogan what about george Steele? yeah that's his down part he's got a fucking pussy right in the center of his chest <laughs> george Steele. savage is the great greatest i think he might be the best professional wrestler of all time Great storyteller. I, yes. I don't like again, we talked about this. I don't think he's the best WWF wrestler of all time because I don't I think in the end he gets dinged a little bit. Like I I, I said it, but I'm just gonna repeat it. I don't think for me this time, and this is how I felt last time too, but this time I can't put anybody ahead of Hogan, Austin, and Bruno. Mm. I I just couldn't do it. So I've put him as the best of everybody else who wasn't that number one yeah, ultra mega yeah, like, that's fine. he's the fourth face yeah all right 
So <laughs> there was a long haul. I hope everyone stayed with us and enjoyed it. Uh, you know, by the time this is airing, like lists are due and in. So hopefully you did it. If not, hopefully you enjoyed this. And maybe if we do another stretch pad project in 23, you'll be part of it. Greatest. There's a AWA. lot of, there's a lot of change coming to North South. So to stay with us, like we don't have it all ironed out as we're recording this, but we're going to do some video stuff. We got NorthSouthConnection.com dropping. Uh, no host Bard has some changes coming. So like, just kind of keep an eye on social media. Follow us along. We'll start posting and, so- and socializing more stuff as we go. Look at that motherfucker got? right over my shoulder. Beautiful Randy Savage and Elizabeth. Look at him. Number one. Number All right. Eight. Dookie's been dropped. No host Bard in the books. Another great year, Aaron. 2022 is done. We're closing it out. Looking for an awesome 23 at the North South. See you, jockass. Happy New Year. Thanks, Tim. Tim's the best.